Hello, everyone. Welcome. We are the X1 Bros. This is podcast number 158. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. It's been another fantastic week, another great week to be a gamer. And it's good to talk about video games. That it is. That it is. Uh, Is 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 it bad that I'm already like falling asleep? (laughs) <laughs> no, that's why we bring our uh, know, our, kilo juice. Juice. <laughs> our kilo of juice, our kilo, kilo of uh, powder, yeah, powder right there to wake wake you wow. wake you right up. Thank you, everybody who's decided to join us in Beam. If you want to see us stream live every day of the week, but particularly on Fridays when the podcast is live, Beam.pro forward slash X One Bros is where you can can hook up with us. There, it's a good time. Sometimes we have polls, questions. It's just a great way to connect with everybody from the community. As always, mm-hmm. I am joined by the bros, the X1 bros. First and foremost, if he was a planeteer, <laughs> he would be Hart. It's Mr. Uh, Nick Spicy. Oh, Mark that's Haywood. who I would be. Thank you, Silence. So basically, you would have the most useless power out of all of us. <laughs> what are you talking about? Love? The power of love? You could talk have you to, never seen Back to the Future? You could talk to the, your monkey friend that sits on your shoulder. But love is so strong, David. Is it's like it's like it's like an ancient, all all like uh, fantasy novels talk about love being the ancient magic. Oh, this is you know what I mean. This is true. And I mean the power of love. Okay, you know, that's but that's mean, pretty strong. The power of fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay, in, in the in the immediate arena, fire would do a lot of damage. But I'm yes. telling you, love can make bad guys turn good. <laughs> I mean, look at the Grinch. Yes, his yeah. heart grew three sizes. So apparently, year. I accidentally uh, tweeted out this the the live streaming here in our Discord channel in LFG. People were calling <laughs> for me to be banned. I apologize. <laughs> I was last minute in the stream. Oh Everybody. my gosh, David! Oh, it's just one of those days. Oh, okay, I'm demodding right. you from that demodding channel. Me. <laughs> David's gonna get demodded. Second, he's big enough. He's a big enough nerd where he would wear a drinking hat while gaming, but draws the line at a fanny pack. It's Jordan the man, Jordan Paskett. Hello. How was your week, Jordan? That's, that was pretty good. Would you wear a fanny pack? Absolutely. Dude, X1 Bros fanny packs. That would be cool. I know. Put it's it a win-win. We got to figure out how to... Who, who does fanny packs? We'll manufacture them. Uh, I would wear one to the gym. I would wear one everywhere. You Do you know, know how convenient that you is? You want to know why? Because I could put my phone in it. Fanny packs are pretty convenient. Yeah. We got to do that why in sweatbands. Why are they so shunned? Um, Why are they so shunned? Because they're a product you, of have like. You, have you seen how they look? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have like when you go traveling, they have the the fanny pack that's for your money that goes under inside your belt, around your waist, so you uh, don't get robbed. The internal fanny pack. Yeah. When I'm going to Scotland, that's what I'm wearing. Isn't that just like underwear? You want to rob me? You got to take off point? my pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically. And at that point, why not? At yeah. that point, <laughs> it'd be. <laughs> And that's not happening unless I'm dead. So <laughs> or very very happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you got to choose which one. Either way, you got to work hard. <laughs> you know, it's not just your average thief. It's not going to get me. No oh, way. Man. Next, oh man. Next, don't worry, visor fans. We're working on getting you equally as lame sweater vests. I'm X One. <laughs> we are the X One Bros. Community oh. play. We had one last week. We did. It was Titanfall 2. Everybody that came out had a great time. Mr. McSpicy, uh, why don't you recap that for us? How was it? I suck at Titanfall. 
2, Titanfall 2, right? Titanfall yes, 2, yes. yeah. Why would you be playing the first one? <laughs> yeah, we just played the first I one. I wasn't only, playing the first one. We only one. play retro games. Well, I was thinking, yeah. I was, yeah. Uh, when I was playing Donkey Kong Country 3 <laughs> with the community. <laughs> yeah, no, that, no. that would be cool. <laughs> that would be actually awesome. No, I loved it. Uh, lo- we we had a really good time. I, I bought the game specifically for this event this time. It was on sale because of the sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, I I felt like a total noob though. But you, you know the kinks when you get a first, oh, when yeah. you initially get a game. Yeah. I totally feel like Stan's dad on South Park and Make Love Not oh, Warcraft yeah, yeah. where he's like uh, uh how, how do you, how do you bring up the inventory screen? <laughs> Control I. Yeah, all that stuff. Anyways, it was really fun. So, how was is it Firefight? Attrition? Live fire. Live fire. I always yeah. mess up. How did you like live fire? That's my favorite mode. Okay. Uh, you're going to have to remind me what live so fire live is. Live fire is 5v5, a flag in the middle. Oh, that's awesome. I love that mode. Yeah, the quick mode. Yeah, that's a really a good minute. mode. Is it a minute or is it two minutes? It's one minute. It's one minute. One minute, 5v5, one life, and whoever's holding the flag at the end wins. Or, kills or if the, everyone dies. Kills the other team. Yeah. So much fun. I love that mode. Timefall 2, community play. Thank you, everybody, for showing up. It was a great time. Third Saturday of every month is our community plays. Come join us. An LFG goes up in the clubs um, on Xbox Live. If mm-hmm. you haven't joined the club yet, X1 Bros on Xbox Live, just search it and we will add you ASAP. Blogs. If you haven't checked out our blogs, go check out the blogs, x1bros.com. We have great, fantastic writers, an awesome creative team. Go check them out. Share them everywhere you can. We are on Apple News, so if you're on Apple News, just go find us on Apple News. and It's a nice, convenient way to get the up-to-date X1 Bros blog cast mm-hmm. via your phone. It's a great time. Go check it out. Discord. You want to talk to us every day? You want to see what nonsense the X1 Bros community is up to? Join us over in Discord. Mm-hmm. The invite, you have to be invited, okay? It's not a party that you just show up to. <laughs> and by invite, you go to a link and press it. Yeah. <laughs> just go to x1bros.com, click on the Discord banner that's in there, and you'll link right up. Right up. Right last, up in there. Last thing of, of news I got to go through or clean up house 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 items. The, uh, the chores. The chores, yes. The Scotland meetup. Oh, yeah. If you that's have coming not, up soon. This is the last week for you to RSVP. We have had some of you RSVP. We just want to get a for sure number so we know who to expect so we can get a great place to go. This is your last week to do it. We will be taking down the event. If you want to RSVP, it's on our Facebook page, X1 Bros, facebook.com forward slash X1 Bros. Just click events, Scotland Meetup. Uh, if you're just interested and you're unsure, there's, there's a button for that. It's called I'm Interested. <laughs> and uh, unsure. And if you're for sure coming, there's also a button for that. It's called I'm Coming. <laughs> okay. There, there. That's so awesome. Make, make sure you click those. This is the last week you can do it. What we're going to do is take it down after this week, and I will be private messaging everybody where the X1 Bros meetup in Scotland will be taking place. So make sure. Again, I'm going to repeat this. Make sure you go RSVP on the event page. Okay. Where do I do that at, Miss Mr. McPlaysy? Uh, Facebook. You go to <laughs> that place. Yes, that place where all the people are. That's, <laughs> that's, all, where all the people. That's, you know, the people on the internet. Yeah, that's the where you go. Internet. That's where you are. And with that, let's get this show on the road. Jordan, tell me, what is happening in the world of Xbox One this week? Well, first, yes. <laughs> The uh, backward compatibility uh, went under maintenance yesterday from 8 a.m. UTC until 10 a.m. UTC, which oh. is 4 a.m. Eastern to 6 a.m. Eastern. Okay. For those of us here yeah. in America. <laughs> what was it for? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, just for backward compatibility, so the maintenance will impact it all 360 backward compatibility. They're just uh, basically, there's a little maintenance. You'll pop the hood, they check the oil. Yeah, just tinker. Make sure, yeah, they make tighten sure the, the bolt there, yeah. loosen the bolt sure there. Make sure the washer's fluid was full and the, <laughs> the spark plugs were They're nice were and clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just doing that. Yep, pretty much basically just maintenance, which is good. Yeah, that's always More good. More maintenance means better experience for us. Speaking of Maintenance? compatibility and maintenance. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of, uh, what <laughs> were we talking <laughs> yeah. about? I already... Jordan, I don't, I don't see the news. I think you created a new tab, didn't you, in your Evernote there? No, no, I, I did create a new tab, but that's for something different. It's, it's in there. <laughs> Jordan's running solo today. Uh, I'm on X1 Bros News and it's not showing up. Is it on yours, Mr. McSpicy? Oh, you're right. Because you created a new Yes, tab. I had to create a new one because it like, deleted another right. one. Let's just wing it. it. Let's just yeah. go, man. Uh, well, Boom. Yeah. Just go. Just Dead go, man. Dead Space 2 and Dead Space 3 are now available digitally. On Xbox One yeah. for okay, backward cool. compatibility, which yeah. is super cool. That is cool. So have you guys played the Dead Space games? I played... I, no, that was Lost Planet. No, I haven't. I played a little bit, but sure. nothing that I can actually say that I played. I know a lot ah. of people love this game, <laughs> and what they like about it, I know, is that, like, for instance, when you shoot a limb, the limb pops off of the... Like, it's it's that kind of destruction. Like, if you shoot shoot an alien's and leg, his scary. leg pops off, and it's super scary, yeah. yeah. But uh, but I hear the, bat- pr- the battle... That's why in- I didn't play so much. <laughs> yeah. But I hear the battling in Dead Space is amazing. The yeah. fight mechanics. Yeah. On point. On Very on Very point. exciting. So. It's coming back to... Yeah, Dead Space 2 and 3, now available for digital backward compatibility yeah. on Xbox One, which is pretty awesome. AC... A Neo Geo Alpha Mission Two now available for Xbox One. This is that uh, arcade company. They're just yeah. bringing back the uh, the old classics. Yes, Lethal Legend, another classic or soon to That's be a good classic. Name. I know it really is. I want that to be my name. Oh, Lethal League, Lethal Legend. Oh, Lethal it's, Weapon. Not yeah. as cool. It's not as cool lethal, anymore. Lethal, lethal Legend. Legend. I should, they should have cool called lethal me on this Legend. one. Lethal yeah. Legend. I think Lethal Weapon the best. Yeah, lethal I'm too old. Okay. I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> Sorry, Lethal League is it's now available. It's just been revoked. <laughs> <laughs> lethal League is now available for digital pre-order and yes. download on the Xbox One, as well as Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, now available for digital pre-order and download on the Xbox One. Very nice. And. If you haven't seen the trailer, it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. This is, I mean, I feel like this is a hardcore fighting game for the hardcore fighters out there. Organic Avengers, so funny. So. <laughs> Don't encourage him. He'll derail us. I know. All, all that, that, that line's <laughs> so funny. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Focus. Uh, so we got Marvel and Capcom now available for pre order if you want it. The Walking Dead, a new frontier, episode four, now available for Xbox One. So be sure to pick up episode one. Siberia three, now available for Xbox One. Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Now, this is a book I would read. If this was a book, I'd read it. <laughs> it sounds Just because like, of the you title. Know what? It sounds like Romance of the Three Kingdoms. <laughs> sounds like the picture the cover and would have. It's that. Romance of the Three Kingdoms 8. <laughs> so there's been seven other amazing novels. <laughs> romance is yes, there's been eight other romances. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Cool. Yes. Romance of the Three Kingdoms 8. Is is now available for Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> the Fame and Strategy Expansion Pack Bundle is now available for Xbox One. This game, really, you guys should check it out because it looks cool. I I had no idea what this was before. Me either. And then I saw of the name. I was like, well, I don't <laughs> okay, know, something with that type of I'm name. I'm gonna click on have. that link. It's cool. So it's it's a strategy game, 
and it looks fun. No, it looks like a ton of fun. It yeah, kind of reminds really me like Rome, Total War, but more, but like more ro- romance and Asian. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it does. It does look cool. It's definitely more a strategy. Yeah, it's a, it's it's an Asian theme. Uh, yeah. I like it. Definitely <laughs> a strategy RPG game because yeah. you're building up your generals and stuff, and then you're mm-hmm. going, you're you're taking huge troops into battle. Looks really cool. I this this just kind of came out of nowhere. I never saw this announced. Yeah, never saw it anywhere. It looks looks really cool. I'm a little jealous I that I didn't know about it sooner. Yeah. I think, has it been out for a little? I think it's been out for a little it's, while. It's, it's coming, on Steam. Yeah, it's, it's, just coming it's, over, it's coming, coming over, over from the PC over to, to the, the Xbox, Xbox yeah. One. Yeah, so. this one very fun game. Sniper. Well, I don't know. It looks fun, is what I mean. Yeah, Sniper Ghost Warrior Three now available for Xbox One. Very cool. Very cool. It's like a modern day Sniper Elite. I think it's what oh, Ghost okay. Recon uh, is supposed to be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Although it does it does get mixed reviews. But yeah. it is sniping, and everybody has. A I think sniping. it looks like a lot of fun. I mean, I'm I'm tempted to pick it up, just because who doesn't like sniping stuff, Amen. right? You know, what so do you do? it's sixty bucks, right? Full price game. Oh yeah, it sixty dollars. Yeah, usual price Don't for a video game. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I was just <laughs> verifying. Don't make fun of me. Uh, I'm just teasing. <laughs> but yes, it's fifty nine ninety nine plus okay. tax. Okay. Oh, tax. Jeez, man, we gotta talk about that. What tax? Here's the trick in City Skylines. <laughs> yeah. Put everyone at twelve percent and they won't complain. Yeah, because once you get to thirteen, complaints start happening. Yeah. yeah. I don't care about those people. I you, downgrade their districts actually because they're complaining. <laughs> I do, I'm not even kidding. I raised it to fifteen. <laughs> Good for you. And the people that were complaining, I well, first of all You removed you, their smoke detectors, that's for yeah, sure. No, no, you know how you can set taxes. <laughs> you know how you can set taxes per district? Yeah. I taxed the poor and I let the rich off because because I felt like they were just trickle doing down more. economics yeah, right there. I felt like they were doing more for my city. So I was like, ah, oh, these guys are worth more to me. <laughs> so I like I it's bad. It sounds like Tropico there, is there more of a game yeah, for you. There were, there were riots <laughs> you're in the like, streets. You're man. like a like, dictator here. Really? Like, no, no. Well, oh, I think probably. I mean, my city just has poo in the streets. <laughs> so like, I can't figure out how you, to get you it to remember, work. You remember during like. So, okay, I don't know how to explain it, but it just got bad. Like, I had to withdraw my police station <laughs> because I had a, Exit strategy, like, yeah. huh? So, so wait, what, 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 what happened, happened exactly? I, I had all these districts, and I'm like, I want to be like a real town. This is going to be like South Central Los Angeles, the slums, you know? Sure. No offense if you live there. No offense to our listeners in South <laughs> yeah, Central Los Angeles. Sorry. I apologize, but, you know, it's not... I wouldn't live there. Well, Whoa. it scares me. Well, they probably wouldn't like you to live. Yeah, there. no, they not with my tax rates. <laughs> yeah, so I figured, well, you know, screw the people, right? <laughs> hey, hey, man, right? <laughs> Thinking like a real politician, <laughs> yeah, right there. Yeah, hey, screw them. Yeah, it's just I have these districts, and it, you know, actually, how I got the idea is we were watching Hunger Games, and I was like, that's actually pretty good. Like, let me do twelve <laughs> districts. So the original yeah, idea was team got nuked because <laughs> yeah. I bought. Land, you know, I was buying land. I should probably explain this during what we played this week. So should I save it? No, no, go in. Okay. But you're already in, man. So I bought the land, and I had these different. I mean, they weren't like separated by trains, but I had these different districts, and I progressively got them better sure. as you got towards the the nice part of town, right? <laughs> so the last two, I only had like four instead of twelve, right? But like the last ones, I raised taxes on everybody, and they got mad. And well, the reason was is that district actually got mad first. And that's why I like lost it on them. I was like, "What? Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's going through this, and you're complaining. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> going through, it and you're the ones complaining. Yeah. So Take out the police station. We're done. <laughs> that's when I went in, 
and I purposely raised their taxes specifically. You're like that's it. Yeah, you guys and don't I, like what I'm doing. I, taxes and I lowered raised. the anyway. I, like I made a lot of money. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah. But your town was but, destroyed. But I needed to build a police station in the nice area. <laughs> And I was like, well, I don't want to spend another $40,000 on a police station. <laughs> so, you, so you know how you can it? relocate? You just relocate. Yeah, I relocated the police station in the bad area. You know that costs <laughs> money to do that. Not as much as paying for a new one. Uh, that's so true. That's, that's true. why that's I was true. like, okay. yeah. So I had to withdraw the police. <laughs> and they were mad. If it like, gets really bad to like the governor calling the National Guard or anything. So does that game? Because I've never had people really in- uncontent with me. In no, the they're, they're pretty upset. Like, I think Are there people <laughs> in the streets? Do, does it show like protests? No, no, no. In SimCity, Sim protests do pop up. That was, that, that'd be cool. I haven't seen that yet, although I'm not really concerned about that district. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screw them. You're playing the wrong game. You need to play Tropico. I know. I think you're I a dictator. Uh, maybe I'll move the clinic up to the new area, too. Yeah. Well, speaking of simulators, <laughs> remove all, remove I should clinic. turn off their sewage for a while. Okay. Just to teach them a lesson. <laughs> They're gonna get like yeah. the bubonic oh, yeah. plague. Uh, oh, well, because yeah. I was playing it while my wife was watching Hunger Games, and you know how you can stream it on the laptop. So I was just spending quality time together. You know. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Completely and, understand. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, you're being commandeered here. Yeah, and anyway, that's what I, I, I just while I was building because this is kind of like my fun city. I'm just like messing around with stuff, you know. Because I have so like, I would hate to see your <laughs> serious city. No, seriously, I don't. I don't mess around. I add more police. No, no, like I have, you know, this is like I'm trying different designs and stuff. In this. Like, yeah, you know yeah. how you have your tester city? Yeah. So, like, I have that, but I just keep playing with stuff. Like, if it's yeah. a bad design, I'm like, I'm just going to leave it in there and see what they do. Why yeah. not, right? So, anyway, yeah, I, I have, and I just got the idea, like, hey, why not make it like the Hunger Games? And why not districts? screw over, you know, a good 15% yeah. of them and then... <laughs> Every 15%, you know, just get yeah. gradually better. Have you had your town get at all displeased with you? I, th- I feel like City Skylines, it's, yeah. I think when you get into the later stages, that's probably where it's harder to keep up because there's your population so big. But I've yet to have super well, displeased you, citizens. I forget when I'm paused sometimes and I'm going in and spending like a half hour like doing roads and stuff. Yeah. I zoom out and like the whole place is on fire. <laughs> I've had that happen before. Just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Do you have a fire station or smoke detectors? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, we don't get there in time. Well, when I'm messing with the roads, they can't drive there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do you guys feel like the fire station doesn't really reply that fast? I feel like they're almost not worth it. Like, just let the house burn. (laughs) Well, I know. All you got to do is bulldoze it later. I know. Well, because I feel like I've watched the firefighters go there, and I feel like they take longer than they should. Okay. And anyway. That's yeah, so you know what you should do? You should just uh, pull out all the firefighters. Yeah, may I just withdraw them too? Yeah, you know, why not? Get all the smoke detectors out of there. <laughs> Nuke them. <laughs> I would. You? Oh, I haven't like done any. I should like just do disasters on that section. Do they have disasters? Uh, so in this I know. Game? I know on the PC they do. They have tornado. They have tsunami, which is awesome. Yeah. Like the. I think the tsunami is the best disaster yeah. that they have. If you've ever seen it on the PC, I don't know if. Uh, if they have it on, I haven't even tried to I look th- for it. Wasn't on the it console. DLC? I think it was a DLC. It was on the PC, and I thought I is I I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't see. I haven't even looked for it. I'm 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 hopeful. I'm hopeful yeah. I can blow up my town. Yeah, which would be great. Moving on from Jordan's police state experience <laughs> in city skylines, Jordan, yeah. don't don't ever run my city. 
I no, should you're, play you're not you're not too far behind, David. My city's but, awesome. But you're doing it with us like in a different you're doing it on accident. Jordan's doing it on purpose. Yeah, see, I'm not purposely uh, you know, if sewers well, in your water where you fish. My what my thought prize is like if you're gonna complain, I'm gonna give you something to complain about. You know? You're gonna complain about fifteen percent now <laughs> raise like twenty. Life sucks, <laughs> then you die. Deal with it. You know? Uh, no, see I allocate my resources. That's that's what I do. You, I say you definitely make the upper class, let, middle yeah, class, I lower want, class. I want definitely. I you know I want you to know that you're in the nice area of town. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, that's, that's how I, I originally started. And then, and I, then I want you to know that this is the gambling district. You know, yeah. strip clubs, whatnot. Yeah. And then this is the fisherman's wharf district. You know, you have a lot of trees as well. That's my evergreen district. Yeah. I saw you like for thirty minutes putting down trees. So that, trees help with the sound yeah, though, which that's is why my, you put them there. Yeah. That's my uh, desperate mm. housewives. Perfect suburbia. Street, suburbia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very oh, yeah. cool. Well, uh, if you guys want to see what a real man city looks like, come on over to my <laughs> my town. <laughs> <laughs> it's about as uncreative and symmetrical as you could imagine. Farming Simulator. Yes. Oh 15. yeah, that's what we're doing. News. The complete edition now available for Xbox One. So yes, if it you is. want to grab it, be sure to grab it. Funny, the Barber Brothers in our community play were telling us about they stayed up till like two in the morning farming with each other. It's, right it's before addicting. the community play on Saturday. Yeah. It's a an addicting, addicting game. Mm. Yeah, Watching yeah. the grass grow, I believe, is what, exactly what they were doing. Waiting for it. That Waiting harvest. For it to grow. <laughs> harvest. <laughs> Got to get that harvest going. Valhalla Hills Definitive Edition now available for Xbox Very One. Very nice. Exciting one that people, Outlast people were 2. excited for. Yeah, Outlast 2 now available for Xbox One. Be sure to check it out. It looks scary. We played Outlast 1 together, and we don't do well with scary games. And we never so played it again. Go. Never played it again. Dude, I screamed like a girl. Like, <laughs> I was so scared. Micro Machines World Series is now available for digital pre-order on the Xbox One, as well as Human Fall Flat. Now available for pre-order on the cool. Xbox One. World to the West is also now available for pre-order. And Halo Definitive Edition... Oh, sorry. Halo Wars Definitive Edition. So if you bought Halo 2 or pre-ordered, sure, you got it already, but now it's sold separately. Mm-hmm. So now you can go and so, you know, purchase you just it. Get it if you want. I don't know if I... I don't know if I would... If I was going to purchase Halo Wars Definitive Edition, I would just purchase Halo Wars 2. Yeah. yeah. Well, for the story, maybe, if you want to like That's true. The story, for the campaign. Know, I've never Nolan North campaign. is the voice actor of one of them. And Good old and, Nolan. And yeah. he's cool. Yeah, he is I, a cool I guy. like him. I enjoy him. I think he's a good guy. He's he a is. good dude. Good friend. This week's deals. We had some good ones. Sniper Elite 4. New game. New game. New game. Fun game. Just so everybody knows, 25% off. Oh, baby. That's very good. We also have Madden 17. It's about that time of the year it where they're kind of getting ready for a new one. Yes. Madden 17, 67% off. If it were me, if you want it, grab it 67% off. If it were me, I'd grab EA Access and wait in about a month. It will be on mm-hmm. EA Access. FIFA 17 just went into EA Access, uh, into the vault. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madden will be there soon, and then in August, we'll get the new Madden 18. So, This one, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, 50% off. Oh. Yes, I actually bought those. You guys like those games. I never played them. Yeah, they're, they're fun. so good. They're fun. They're so good. I is wish it, they'd make another one. Is it Diablo-like? Yeah. Adventure mode? It's, imagine Diablo co-op and your con- your powers like were synergized together. Oh. Like real like you get a lot of benefits for using your powers together. Uh, like if you're a Colossus and you threw Wolverine, you can throw Wolverine into them, and it's a sure. multiplier and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Silence just corrected me, I, and I knew this. I'm sorry. Madden 17 is in the vault right now. It went in the vault back in February, I believe. Mm-hmm. So Madden 17 is in the vault. Just yeah, excess. 
if you want to play Madden 17 instead of it's five bucks five to bucks. get uh, like a six, one month, 40 ga- 45 games. Yeah, it's thirty five dollars for yeah. the whole year, and I bet you at sixty seven percent off, you're paying thirty five bucks. Yeah, for the game, probably so just that's, about. That's so. what I would do. But another one I'm looking at: Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five at sixty seven percent off, and then the Transformers: Transformers Devastation at sixty percent off, Fall of Cybertron at forty percent off, and Rise of the Dark Spark sixty seven or seventy five percent off. Very nice. Go grab those deals, yes. baby. Uh, Very yeah, cool. Yeah, Devastation's on sale, right? Oh, they all are, man. Yeah. Well, Devastation is our barber's favorite game. Yeah. Oh, Transformers. Transformers yeah. Devastation. I I hear it's good. Yeah. He it's like tell- old school. It's like 80s Transformers. He was telling me about it. Yeah. I might have to jump on that. He sent me a message and said I should get it. I haven't gotten it yet, but I, it's And now, is it multiplayer? I don't think so. Okay. But I But that's... I have no idea. So I should have said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you. Very, very good. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto has made the news again. Last oh, week yes. they had Tiny Racers. This week, with Tiny Racer, so Tiny Racers launched on April 25th, which was just a few days ago yes, from this point. Uh, if you log in now, Rockstar is giving away cash just for logging in for a limited time. Just log in. And yeah, it's a cash. tax. It's a tax return. It's that time of year. Yeah, you get your tax yeah. returns. Mister McSpicy was trying to do this the other day, live on his stream, getting the tax re- return from Grand Theft Auto. Were you successful? Do you know you were having trouble? I don't know how to get it. You were standing in the shower waiting for someone to knock on your door and bring you the literally in the game. I probably showered for about forty five yeah. minutes. <laughs> but you don't. Did did it ever show up? Did it pop onto your account? Anything? Nothing. I huh? didn't see anything. And I got disconnected twice. So maybe you have to that connect. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> but if you jump in before the end of the week, yeah, before April 30,000, I believe is what mm-hmm. it is. 425 throw into your account. Okay. Unless Very you're cool. stuck in uh, the shower and loop then that Mark was Speaking stuck <laughs> of Tiny Racers, we had probably one of the coolest DLC trailers I've ever seen for Forza Horizon 3. The new Forza Horizon 3 Hot Wheels DLC. Now you're thinking, oh, cool, you'll get to drive Hot Wheel cars. No, 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 no. Well, yes, but no. <laughs> you'll get to drive Hot Wheel cars, but actual Hot Wheel cars on actual Hot Wheel courses. So, like, you know, those loop-de-loops and all that stuff oh, you yeah. did? All in Forza Horizon 3. Awesome. Very cool. I think this is going to be one of my favorite. I really like Blizzard Mountain. I think I might like this one more when I get my hands on it and start playing. Really? So, okay. We posted this on our Facebook page and got kind of mixed reviews. A lot of people excited saying this is what's going to throw me into the game. Mm-hmm. Some people, the, the diehard Forza fans, said this is a little out of character for Forza. Even though Forza 3 is the arcade version. Yeah. Forza Horizon I think this is, the is more version of Forza. Like if they put this in Forza 6 or like the main series Forza, I would have been like, oh, huh. But I think Forza Horizon is more that style of game. And, it, and people were like, I could just get Grand Theft Auto or I could get Trackmania, what? Turbo Trackmania. Yeah, yeah. Why, yeah. why, do you, why get that? Why get? But when you watch the trailer, I, I am for this because when you watch the trailer of the Hot Wheels Forza Horizon 3, it's not like either Grand Theft Auto. It, it still looks and feels like Forza. You're just playing Hot Wheels mm-hmm. with Forza. If that makes sense, go watch the trailer and you'll see what I'm I think talking about. Yeah, I, You're I'm still really driving for it. like the Forza cars. It's, it, it just has a different f- feel. Forza has a different feel in even the arcade version of Horizon. Mm hmm. Yeah, and to it those does. to those that are complaining, you don't have to get it. No, no, no. I don't. I just think people. You some, know what I mean. I think. I think just some people said this is a little. I don't know oh, if I, okay. how I feel about this being on Forza Horizon. You know, because okay. Blizzard, even though it's arcadian, you're doing like jumps over it's mountains still very in the snow. Realish. It's still realish. Yeah. yeah, more realistic. Yeah, 
Anyway, Forza Horizon 3 Hot Wheels pack. Be sure to check or Hot Wheels DLC. I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. Must must buy in my opinion. Injustice 2 introduced Brainiac. Well, I mean, introduced Brainiac to the game. Yes, they did. Did you watch this trailer? I watched them all. Oh, man. Brainiac. Very cool. He's a cool one. His his special. I can't understand him when he talks. Nah, no, Who needs Brainiac. to? He's Brainiac. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Smart, I can't understand smart people anyway. When his spaceship comes over and just blows Superman away, you're yeah. like, whoa. He's just like, a little, Brainiac little head. Needs a difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't he use that like all the time? Hey, he's Brainiac. He can do what he wants, I guess. Yeah, he's just a Brainiac, you know? <laughs> That's what you, do? Uh, you know what? I can't argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> Prey demo opening hour is now available. Everyone should check this one out. It's a demo, so it's free. So why not? Yeah, Mr. McSpicy, you had a chance to play through the Prey demo. First impressions, thoughts? Uh, It's excellent. uh, I was not expecting... I haven't seen anything on this game since the E3 trailer, Mm -hmm. I believe. Uh, I was not expecting it to be what it is. Mm -hmm. I got, I'm a huge Half-Life. I played Half-Life back in the day, years ago. I love that game. Uh, this gave me so much Half-Life. Va- like, it just, it felt Half-Life-y. Okay. <laughs> and, and it felt that way in such a good way. It was, it, I'm sure it was influenced by it. Uh, very messes with your mind kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. From the intro, the music, and I'm only playing the demo. This game looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and it's so the demo is the first hour of the game, basically, is what you're playing. Sure. And your mind breaks like five times because you're thrown. I don't want to spoil anything, but you think you're doing something. You're really not doing something else. And then you're really not doing something else. <laughs> and at the same time, you're progressing an awesome story that you're it's there's level up systems. There's there's the weapons. I felt as though it felt, you know, like I said, very Half-Life-y. I'm very excited about this game after really? playing the demo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had no idea it was going to be what it was, yeah. and and it is what it is, and I like it. I guess. So, so is it? Does it have the because it's Bethesda game? Does yeah. it have the Bethesda feel, whether it be Fallout or Skyrim, or is it a whole new IP, even with with the feel? No. Uh, so it's the same guys that did uh, Dishonored. Um, oh, okay. Yes. And you're. So I have not leveled up my character enough to give you a good idea of what's possible in this game because sure. I only played the first hour. But you can't... There's stealth, there's items, there's loot, there's crafting, there's abilities that you level up. Uh, and it's 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 like you take, uh, you take Half-Life and then mix it with the Dishonored kind of system without mm-hmm. the crappy cartoony look. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 it's a great look, but sure. I didn't like Dishonored's art style as much as you know uh, other games. But uh, that said, it is. it feels fun. I had a good time. I within the first fifteen minutes, I about crap my pants five times because <laughs> they're scary moments. Really? Okay. And I wasn't expecting it to be. Game. It's suspenseful and mm. it's a mind bend. Really? Yeah, okay. it's good. You guys should go play the demo. So, it's free. Very cool. That's that makes me excited for it because I've seen the trailers. And it's like oh, I just it, I don't feel like the trailers did a good job of fully explaining what the no, game is. It's like the Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back to the Matrix reference. Back to the Matrix reference. It's. You, I don't, and I don't want to spoil anything because that was half the fun. What I really enjoy, I love how uh, Bethesda and these guys do their intros, like credit sequences. 
mm-hmm. because uh, it, they build it into the game now. And I was impressed when I, uh, you get the, you, you know how in um, Grand Theft Auto does that. Yes, Rockstar Theft, does. Yeah, that. Rockstar does that. You know, in like Wolfenstein, when you start to do. You start to climb the wall at the very beginning, you know, and then the bass comes in. Do 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 do. You know those music, the sure. intro, that music. They have that in this game too, mm-hmm. and it's it's just it's just awesome. <laughs> like the whole thing. I can't wait to play the rest of the game because I don't know what to. I don't. I played an hour and I my mind is broken like five times and it's scary <laughs> yeah. and the little creature. Oh, I won't. The, yeah, there's creatures in this game. Yeah, well, that that is in the. That's not a spoiler. That's in all of the trailers. Okay, the little the black li- goop. Yeah, the little black goop. Goopy. They remind me of those little guys on Half Life too. Like it's just, it's just awesome. So let me ask you this because this is a demo. This generation of consoles has seen very little demos. What they what we do see is betas or alphas, which kind of act like demos in a sense. Yeah. Open betas, open alphas. This demo has clearly sold you on the game. Yeah. Do you think it's it's better for developers to come out with a fully fleshed out demo, or are betas and alphas the way to go with with demos? Okay. What, what is your what is your opinion? I'm going to take this uh, on two perspectives: the perspective sure. of the developer and the perspective of the consumer. Okay. Uh, the developer, uh, <laughs> if your game is good, it works. A good game will sell because it's a good game on on a demo on a demo. Sure, yeah. If good games sell, bad games don't. Sure. If, if you just wanna, if you don't, if you just wanna not lose all your money and and totally screw over the gaming community, <laughs> then you don't let them have a demo. Okay. And then you hype it up and if then you're a bad bail. Game. If yeah. you're a ba- if you're a bad game and you bail, uh, that's that sucks. Don't ever do that because we get screwed. Um, on as far as the gamer side of things, sure. so they have you know do it if it's a good game, if it's a bad game, just screw us all over. That that's how I would look at it as a business, which is unethical. But as a as a gamer, the demos show us whether the game is good sure. or not. That's mm-hmm. what a demo's for. Yeah. Whether you're well, not necessarily if it's good, if we'll like it. So do you think do you think that we should we should see more demos on this it, generation? It helps. Do you think it's a better us. way to go than alpha and betas? Absolutely. I I I I don't like the preview system. I don't like preview uh, early access because uh, unless they're free, then that's fine because you can't complain about free games. But if I'm mm-hmm. paying thirty dollars for H1Z1 that's broken for the first two years and then it gets released and uh, it's still broken, yeah. or or Daisy, you pay twenty dollars for Daisy on PC mod. And they still haven't released the game. Sure. I think that's incredibly unethical to gamers, and they're making money off of us in a in, in a bad way. You know so I don't like preview games at all. This is a demos are a way to feel and enjoy the game and give you a taste of it. It's like I like to think when I watch movies, I give it the twenty minute test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're into it for twenty minutes, let's let's finish the movie. Mm-hmm. Demos are the same way. I think it helps us gamers. Jordan, how about you? Demo you want to see more demos on these consoles or are you are you satisfied with the alpha beta direction well, that, that it seems to um I don't know, I, th- I think they're two different things. Like an alpha beta is to help the developer test and stuff sure. like that. So on launch, you know, servers are working properly. Like, like yeah. I mean, you usually yeah, get fine. a lot of usually get a lot of multiplayer betas because that's what they want to test. Sure. Right? Um alphas and betas are just for testing purposes. Well, I mean they're essentially demos, but they're just for testing purposes and then they go away after a while. Yeah. Whereas a demo is always there, right? It's just strictly a demo. You play it and then from that point you choose to buy the game. So I mean I don't I would like to see more demos of games. 
but I don't mind having the the like the betas and stuff that we've had for some games as long as it makes the final release because betas usually are free. You just gotta try them out or either just get accepted. No, yeah, them. and I'm not I'm not talking about betas. I'm talking about early access games. Early access when, when games. I, yeah, because betas are important. Yeah, they help the you know the stress test the network mm-hmm. so we don't have Grand Theft Auto Five still. Yeah. You know? Well, for early access games, I think it's just hit and miss. Like DayZ, uh, that sucked. Well, I mean, it sucks that it's not. Out. Well, let's be honest, that game just is never going to come out. I, I'm yeah. trying to think though. There yeah, was but there was a there was a. Beta. It didn't suck, but it sucks that it's never coming out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, There was a beta that came out recently that we were not impressed with, and then when we got the the game, the full release of the game, Doom multiplayer. Doom, Doom multiplayer. multiplayer. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. It did not feel well, good. Well, that's, that's what a beta is for. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you give your feedback, you and then they make adjustments, right? Which made it feel better than the... Sure. I, I would say an early access game that, that kind of breaks this, you know, I'm okay... Well, I'm okay with is uh, Gigantic. Mm-hmm. Gigantic. That's an yeah. excellent game. Well, because what they're doing in a game like that, what they're doing is trying to find balance. It, because that, those games, MOBAs, are all about yeah. balance, yeah. right? I, so in a game like that and how they're doing that, I feel like that's okay because I'm not paying $30 to play it. Well, sure. it was free, right? It's free, free, free to yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, free I, play. You, you can, after you play it, choose to f- support them if you want and buy the Founders Pack. Which you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and it just gives you extra characters, skins, so, currency, stuff yeah. like that, right? But um, Yeah, that's a good way to do the preview. Yeah. So Organic I, Avengers in chat said, demos are a crazy risk. I think if people want to taste, you watch a stream now. Yeah, well, see, they're a risk because if your game's bad, it's not going to sell. I go, back, I go back to the ethics of this. <laughs> you want to hide your... You want to hide it so they can't tell and yeah. then, you know, make a buck. So, but demos prove... If you're confident in, as, a, as a developer, as a game, like, like Prey... They're confident. That game's good. I played well, they're it. They're at least confident in the first hour. In so. the first <laughs> hour, it's an excellent yeah. game. So they they got to sell. I'm going to be buying that game because mm-hmm. I played the demo and uh, and it's good. You know, so yeah. And it's always a risk. Ghastly Magician says it works in reverse too. Dragon Age 2 demo, he loved, but he just he didn't like the full game. Really so did. it does work in reverse cuz you can show like the best part of your game yeah. for instance in a demo. Yeah. Okay, well then you can mix the unethic, the unethical part of this. <laughs> Anyways, I I I would li- I think overall we would like to see more demos, and I think the way EA Access does it good. If you're an EA Access member, you get ten hours of the game, yeah, right. Yeah. And um, then if you choose that, to and, buy it, and that's kind of a demo, a way to do demos as well. Uh, it would be nice to see more of them on this, but I think I don't know. Well, well ten hours of a game, uh, oh, man, that's like. You could beat the Call of Duty campaign twice. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why they. That's uh, why EA doesn't have Call of Duty. <laughs> well, and remember that's why they. I don't want. Well, I guess bottlenecked Mass Effect because they didn't want oh, you to get to yeah. a certain point. Yeah, so. yeah, and then they just limited uh, how far you could get yeah, in that. Yeah, yeah, but you could still play the full ten hours just doing different stuff. So anyway, moving on. Uh, Stardock CEO Brad Wardell mm. talked about uh, Project Scorpio. He's according to him, Project Scorpio's twelve gigabyte of G. Of uh, sorry, GGDDR5 RAM sure. means that for at least some years there will be no real technical limit for games on the platform. That's even that's even considering the actual allocation available to developers, which is eight gigs of the RAM, because you know four yeah. is saved for the. Um, he also went on to say that that's just cool. Yeah. Right, that's well, he basically <laughs> said that it's yeah. going to be future proof. Yeah. For yeah, for a while really now. Cool. Oh, I think what's interesting about that is their Stardock game on the Xbox? 
So you know Stardock Stardock. Yeah, is. they do Ashes of Singularity. Sins of a Solar, Sins Empire. Of a Solar Empire. Those are my games. I want I love those games. Those are Bring processor those, those are processor heavy games. Those too. are processor heavy games. Bring well, uh Sins of Solar Empire, you could run on I had a netbook. You could run it on a netbook. It was Ashes of the Singularity. Ashes of the Singularity yeah. is a processor hog too, but they optimized the snot out of that game. Since, and it looked good everywhere. Yeah. Like it, it was you could really zoom amazing. in and still see all the ships. Yeah. And that's and where if you were on a crappy computer. It, when you zoomed in, it just wasn't as detailed, but it still looked cool zoomed out. Yeah. I love Stardock. I think that the CEO talking about the Scorpio in a positive way is is a good omen for us. We will be getting those types of games, hopefully more on the consoles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is very cool. So this next article, it's uh, Phil Spencer kind of talking a little bit more about Scorpio, but mostly stuff we already know. I mean, we don't know the actual price, but a lot of people are kind of 500-ish area, right? Yeah. Talking about that. Talking about it, but what I like is he talks about um, basically like the leave no one behind type of thing, you know, sure. I guess is what we'll call it. But he talks about Scorpio isn't exclusively a 4K proposition. You know what I mean? It has all the capability of 4K and it can do all the 4K stuff you want. And if you're a 4K person, then that's that's what you want to go. But according to Microsoft, which we already knew, but I mean, I like that they're talking about it more. Um, the console will make use of its improved rendering and processing power to improve the frame rate and general visuals performance of games, even when viewed at 1080p. So just like we kind of talked about a few weeks ago, old games, not, I mean, old games, but like regular Xbox One games that were made for 1080p, I mean, they'll run better on the Scorpio and, you know, yeah. the frame rates will be higher. And You know what I mean? It'll, it'll be an all-around better improvement, even if you don't have the 4K display. Like, for example, I don't have a 4K display. I have a 1080p, but I'm still going to get Project Scorpio and my gaming experience will still be improved. Yeah. Even yeah. on, you know... It's interesting, I think, that he came out and made this statement specifically. I don't know, was this in an interview? or I saw this all over. This was all over Reddit. Yeah, it was. It it shows me that they're trying... People aren't getting... People are... There's either a misconception out there that it's a whole new console Mm -hmm. or that it's not going to be able to play all games. Just think of it. It's not changing. Just It's an iteration coming, you know, upcoming. Project Scorpio will be able to play every Xbox game at whatever resolution of television that you have. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they talked about he, it. Also talked about like dynamics. Like I think Halo Five Guardians does dynamic scaling. Yeah. So basically, it scales. You're at 60 FPS, right? And the the how they maintain that 60 FPS is they dynamically scale the resolution. So in like low battle sequences, the resolution will scale up because it's not using as much power, right? In high intensity situations, it'll scale down just to maintain that 60 FPS. Yeah. They also talk about games like that on Project Scorpio because of the power behind it, right? I mean. They basically will probably just be running at 1080 the whole time because uh-huh. the dynamic uses the hardware. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And since you got better hardware, you got better resolution. So therefore, it's a higher resolution, higher. You know. Yeah. So which I just think is cool. You know, and I think basically he says we're not going to leave anyone behind, and we have big balls. Yeah, and he does. He doesn't even come out and say he says I think Scorpio is the console for the customer who wants the best version of the console games on their television, whether they have 1080p or a 4K television. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're still going to see improvements on 1080p. I mean, 1080p is not ugly looking by any means. I mean, it's nah. still pretty crystal clear to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, you know. Uh, you know? I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just... It's like... Remember when Red Dead came out and people were like, did this game have like a like a graphics buff or something like that? It's No, it's because it's running it's, on better hardware, yeah. so the performance is better because it's just on better hardware, right? Obviously... So uh, when it was backwards compatible... Yeah, yeah exactly. Honestly. Yeah, on the it, Xbox yeah, One. And it, and it looked excellent yeah. on the Xbox One. Yeah. They didn't do anything, but 
just because of the better hardware, you got better performance, right? Yeah. And if you look at games like the PlayStation 4 Pro, they came out with patches to kind of up the current games. Like, I mean, they upscaled them and stuff like that. But I mean, which I'm sure the same thing will happen for for Project Scorpio. What I'm excited for is Mass Effect on the PlayStation 4 Pro. It does run in 4K and it does have the, you know, a little bit better stuff, I guess, you know, if you want to call it. A little it. bit better stuff. Stuff, let's call it that the for goods. now. I mean, the it's got, it's got a little, little bit, bit you know, graphics are a little bit crisper. I, I mean, it's not a huge difference, but it's a little bit crisper, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm excited for Project Scorpio because we're probably, I mean, why would they not do that same update? Like, you know, they'll yeah. just send out a patch like they did with the games on PlayStation 4 Pro. So I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be fun. And yeah, don't worry if you have a 1080p TV because even if you have 1080p, it'll still games, up, it'll still improve your game. Well, yeah. Experience. So like, even if the game is made native 4K, which games will be made native 4K because Project Scorpio can handle it, it'll super sample down to 1080p for those 1080p displays, right? So Absolutely. I mean, you're not going to lose anything. The best analogy gonna, I've ever heard on this is by Steve, Steve 5590 in chat. He said 1080p is like Jennifer Lawrence. 4K is like the leaked pictures of Jennifer Lawrence. Both look pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is a perfect analogy. Uh, moving on. Can I say I do have a crush on Jennifer Lawrence? Uh, who, who doesn't? doesn't? Yeah. I mean, I think it's the fact that she could just murder fools like nobody's business in the Hunger Games. Yeah. Well, did she, though? Yeah, with that bow and arrow? I know, but she kind of allowed, she kind of let everyone else do the work for her. She is annoying with PETA. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of yeah. just like, honestly, sorry to go into this. She kind of just sat back and let everyone else do the work. That's what a smart person does. I know, but she did it ignorantly. She uh, didn't mean to do that. She won <laughs> multiple times. I know, but everyone was doing it for her behind her knowledge. Regardless, I love Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, Lawrence. she's great. She's great, and yes, you you did great for the whole you know thirteen colonies or however many there are. You know, that's <laughs> awesome. You did you did a great thing. However, there are a lot of people behind the scenes that should get credit, like 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 the audio engineers of pop music. Okay, K-pop, Audi- of, of K-pop, of any like the audio engineers don't get as much credit as they deserve. They're the I'm artists. telling you. Like Lady Gaga songs, you know, they're they're if you like them or not, whatever. That audio engineer takes her stuff and pushes it to another level. Yeah, she is a very talented singer, though, which she blows is, my she, mind. Yeah, you wouldn't expect it because expect it, yeah. usually the audio engineer is the one making people yeah. sound fantastic. Oh. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Halo Five Big Team Battle gets more maps yes. and uh, some Halo Two DLC release. Oh, so very nice. New Halo, yeah, which is pretty cool. So, but the the interesting Halo. So, I mean. You got the new Halo. Yeah. Sorry, what thing? am I talking about? Halo yeah, no, sorry. Halo. Yeah. The Halo yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, the thing. No, you got uh, the assault <laughs> mode, which is now playable, uh, featuring battle rifles to start in, you know, the new assault mode. Mm. Sure. You can try out, which yeah. is pretty cool. Uh, the Halo news that I'm interested in is the next Halo story, which is the developers acknowledges the disconnect between marketing and the actual game. And Interesting. I agree with that because the marketing campaign behind Halo Five, where it was like the Master, uh, Master Chief, Chief is you're hunting, rogue. yeah, you're hunting Master Chief. Like, yes, that kind of happened, but not really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was not. It was. It was I mean, not I, as I, drastic as they made it. seem. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, like the whole hunt the truth thing. I mean, like it made it seem like, whoa, what's going on? And it wasn't. Uh, wasn't quite there. Wasn't quite. I mean, the story was still good and it was interesting, but it definitely it, it didn't. It wasn't. It didn't feel like 
I mean, so okay, the trailers made the it, whole hunt the truth thing. I feel doesn't really apply. It didn't. Match I mean, I guess the it, story. it does, but not in the way you think it would. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't like a murder mystery. So almost way, like you know? there was a disconnect <laughs> yes. between marketing and the actual yeah. game, ah. so, which was interesting. <laughs> but uh, at least they they no they, yeah it. and and uh, like okay yeah I kind of, and Frank O'Connor uh, came out and acknowledged the issue people had with Halo Five story. Um, when, they they came out and this I find is funny because he understands that people wanted a more Master Chief centric story, right? Which makes sense because he's probably one of the most behind, you know, him one and of Nathan the greatest Drake and, and, and one of the and Marcus Phoenix. I mean, some of the greatest video game characters of all time, right? People yeah. want them, you know yeah. what I mean? But uh, anyway, they they had a statement quote: "Rest assured that while the studio has received, or sorry, next quote, basically they've received your feedback is what they're saying. We've." Are at, they're aware of our feedback. Okay. And they're aware that... I appreciate that. We wanted more Master Chief. So Ronan in chat says, I think they were acknowledging the fact that people wanted to play as Master Chief, but 80% of the game you played as Locke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which which yeah, which yeah, they talked about as well. But I do think the disconnect was there as well between the marketing and the story because it really wasn't... So do you think Halo has lost its way with Halo 5 or it was just no, no, I, I... not... I like Halo Five. It's just, and this, and and we're speaking campaign here. We're not speaking multiplayer. I mean, I I understand what they're trying. What I think they should do is, I think they should do offshoots like Halo Reach and stuff like that to okay. introduce new characters. Sure. And I think you should keep the main title about Master Chief, right? Although okay. I mean, kind of ah, like what a, Star Wars is doing. So yeah, Rogue One. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, mm, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, it's just. When you look at the advertising, like Hunt the Truth, you know, it was very like Locke versus Chief type of thing. And while there was a moment of Locke versus Chief and Master Chief did what he does. And he did it well. And he did it well. And then he did it again. Twice. Twice. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, no, no, just kidding. He only did it once. But it was like he did it twice. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just, I feel like the marketing was a little misleading. I mean, yes, what they marketed did happened in the game but not as dramatically like when they were marketing so it, so you know, do you f- do you feel that it lost its way this halo well or? i just feel that it, it kind of it, maybe they stepped too much you know what i mean like i really like halo 5 and i think it's the best iteration of gameplay in halo so far okay. like the multiplayer the and everything and yeah everything? Uh-huh. and i thought i thought the story was good do i think it's the best story i don't know that's it's up for debate mediocre you know story I mean? somewhere in the middle it's not the worst. It's not the, yeah, somewhere in the middle. Okay. You know, but, uh, and then the, yes, the not being able to play as math. Although I do like Spartan Locke, right? Sure. But you do play as him and Osiris team, the majority. Whereas, you know, I think people, they want to, when you play Halo, you yeah, want to play in, in the Chief. campaign. I mean, I feel like in campaigns, when you get to this point, I, I don't think you really catering for new people. You got to cater to the, the fan. You know for what sure. I mean? Because, I mean, you're at Halo 5. A new guy's going to come in and be like, I mean, he's probably not going to understand some of it anyway. You know what I mean? I think you're really catering towards the hardcore fans doing the when you're this far into a series. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and not being able to play as Master Chief. Because, I mean, I always look for when you were playing him in his levels. I mean, I was always looking forward to that because he's just he's awesome. Just, he's just cool. Yeah. Like, you can't. He's just cool, you know yeah. what I mean? That's he's just cool. Like in Halo Four, when he tells the his commanding officer no, you're just like, oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I played that. Le- I watched that cutscene so many times. You didn't know what part I'm talking about? Uh, no, I can't remember. You guys, in we Halo played 4. it. We played yeah. it. Yeah, what when part? he told them to basically destroy AI or Cortana, 
and he took the chip out and he was like, give me that AI. And he I was like, no, this. sir. And you're like, oh, yeah. I can't remember this. And then Lasky comes in. He's like, oh, he it's at the very end, it up. right? Yeah. Well, it, what's awesome about it is I remember the bridge part. <laughs> yeah, I think it happened right there, right? On the bridge. Oh, dude. See, Halo, Halo 4. A lot of people don't like Halo 4 because the gameplay was very Call of Duty-ish, which I totally understand and I agree. But the mm-hmm. story was, there were so many like awesome parts. The story like was Like when good. Dr. Halsey and Spartan Ops basically like, sh- yeah, slams down on the Spartan 4s. Yeah. Because everybody knows Spartan 4s suck. Compared <laughs> to the twos, man. Like they can't, they can't handle it. But it was, I don't know. Anyway. Moving on, Destiny. Yeah, maintenance next week. So uh, if you can't play, don't be surprised. Just maintenance. Yeah. Really excited for Destiny 2 coming out. Can't wait for that myself. That's yeah, I'm, that I'm is actually when really I will jump back into Destiny. Overwatch. Has Overwatch some big news. passes 30 million players up from 25 million What do players. you think brought that additional 5 By million way, players? Man. If you haven't seen Jeff Kaplan's <laughs> IGN stuff. IGN, like, they, that's hilarious. What does he do? So it, basically he answers fan questions from okay. IGN, and they're you know, all, like, like hilarious What questions. they do on, like, the Tonight Show, they have the celebrities look at their tweets. Yeah, like the mean, mean tweets. tweets. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of similar. He's just reading comments so on IGN comments this, about... So, game. first of all, it's congratulations to Overwatch. I mean, that's amazing. 30 million players up from 25. That's th- fantastic. What right? do you think brought it up? I think just, you know, the consistent support from the developers, the community, and, you know, they, they're always there giving out no updates. There was no one thing that did it just, just kind well, of I mean, they, they're always coming out with patches. Time. They're always coming out with new characters and stuff. You know, it's I just, a good game. It's a good game. I mean, they're, they're gotta, always fine-tuning it and anytime, it. Anytime a game comes out that uh, on Twitch, for example, that's always in the top three, Sure. Regardless of time of day, yeah, this game hit that, mm-hmm. and the other one is over, or is Hearthstone. Sure, two of the two of the three Blizzard games are Blizzard games. Anyways, sure. any game that's up there, people, new people to Twitch, new people wanting to you know look at video games on YouTube, stuff like it's that. Like advertising. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just good, and they see gameplay, they see people having fun with it. It's just it, well, I mean, congratulations to Overwatch. Yeah. And, the the Kaplan videos. And you should there first of all, they're hilarious because he's he's just a funny guy. But this one reminded me of one question he was asked. There was one question that said, "25 million copies." Yeah, right. I bet you you barely sold 25, right? <laughs> and, and Jeff Kaplan was like, he was like, "Well." That's really not my department, so I, I honestly couldn't answer that. <laughs> this is but so he funny. goes, he was like, but with my own personal money, he's like, not the free games that we get at work, but like my own personal money, I bought three copies, so I can at least tell you that we sold three, and we're really <laughs> proud of that at the <laughs> office. Right? He's, he's hilarious. Yeah. He's so funny. The best. Uh, I, I did go watch him critique their game. Oh, that play. was hilarious. He and watches, when he said, "What uh, the play of the game is my favorite part," he goes, "If this is not play of the game, someone in Irvine's getting fired." <laughs> And it wasn't playing. And it was, he was like, "Oh my gosh!" And he was like, "It's pretty good. It's uh, good." Yeah, he's he's just. I think because he, my favorite expansion in World of Warcraft is uh, uh, the Lich King. Sure. And he was head over that, you know, that expansion. He was the the lead, you know, director on that expansion. Right. Sure. I mean, I just think he's got an incredible talent for designing games and knowing what people want and you know interacting with the game. I mean, he, I just think he's a he's a good guy. Yeah. Like he, he's just a nice. Well, guy. if if you haven't had a chance, go watch his videos. Yeah. If you're not into Overwatch, just from a game development standpoint, to listen to the way he thinks about ga- like things I've never considered. I know that that's how all game developers think that way. But they're so open about it. He's so he he's just so talks open, about it. and just the way he thinks and the way he he explains things, it's fascinating. I, I it really love, is. And I'm not a big Overwatch player. I just mm-hmm. I think it, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It is. Astroneer, so, we Astroneer, played this yeah. game. I I love this game. So this is this is what we were kind of talking about earlier. Like I I think there's hit and miss games with. 
early access. I think this is a fantastic early access game. They're they're updating it, which is great. This is one of their new updates. It would be nice it's if they just polished it and then released cheaper. it, and then I could buy it. Well, yeah, but you know. Well, this I is like the official it. launch trailer. No, no, this is the game preview launch trailer. Oh, well, but it's been in game preview for a while. Yeah, but they just came out with a big patch. Oh, okay. So they came out with a big patch, uh, basically fixes a lot of bugs that were there. Uh, improved driving. Like, like our, yeah. our car just disappeared. Improved driving mechanics. Uh, screwing you, Jordan's base over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. That was the, uh, they patched the screwing over Jordan bug. Yeah, they saw that. <laughs> it's the Jordan patch. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, driving mechanics have improved. Okay. Dynamite and explosion improvements. Okay. General performance improvements, which is Astroneer great. Astroneer is like Minecraft in space. It really is. I love it. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that game. And, and I'm excited after this one, the performance improvements to jump back into multiplayer sure. and play with people because this game I just think is fantastic. Uh, they've messed with the tool, the little carving oh, okay. tool. You can now paint and do other different things nice. and stuff like that. So it's really good patch for the you game. You think so. Astroneer is doing game preview correctly? I do. I mean, That's I, good. Yeah, I think they're one of the only ones that's... Now, depending on how long it's in game preview, I think you should be in game preview for a year. No, no more, no less. No more. Yeah, I think that's a good game preview time because you can consider... A year is a, long, a good time you know, to work on. You know. I, I, I'll, um, I think Ark is doing it wrong. I think, I think a lot of games are doing it wrong. Well, I but, don't think if that's you're just my in opinion. game preview, you can come out with DLC. Paid that DLC. is it. That... You I'm, need to. Your game needs to be say, full release. If it's in game preview, it's got to be free. I don't care. That, no, that's, I don't, that's I don't, a good way. I don't to do mind it. paying to get in game because you're paying. Like, I could wait for this game no. to be released, but I don't mind paying to get in early. No, you know I, mean? like, I, I don't I, think I, that should exist. Jordan though comes from the MMO world, and especially with Kickstarters in the MMO world, you have access to the game before it comes yeah. out, and mm-hmm. but it's basically beta testing and, and yeah. seeing how everything. I think. It, I think that that world where we pay for games before they're released, mm-hmm. it it cultures a lazy developer mindset. Well, that's why you got to do it right. Like, I, know, I think Astroneer's but, doing it right. But it's allowing for a, I don't know, now, a I wrong don't th- way. I don't it's think, allowing for developers to go, hey, we don't really have to polish I don't think, it that much. Sure, I don't sure. think game preview should be a full $60 price tag. No, it never should be. Nope, and Astroneer's not, but... I just well the big thing I with th- me, honestly I think Daisy ruined game preview. Well, the big thing with me is also Ark. Ark, Ark yeah, they shouldn't. Do Ark, that. you can you should not be able to come out with a paid expansion like you said. On, if your game is still in game preview, just release it as a full game release. Just a, and then it'll get a review as this is a really buggy game. Yeah. But I feel like by staying in game preview and then allowing a DLC, what you're doing is avoiding the the ultimate reviews and complaints well, what, that your game is buggy. What bothers because no me, one's complaining that Ark is buggy. Everyone well, loves Ark and says. Because it is fun, but you ignore the bugs because you say, well, it's in game preview. Well, what bothers me about DLC is why are you working on DLC when you should be optimizing the game, which is what I feel like these developers for Astroneer are doing. Sure. yeah, You know what I mean? Um, no, I, I don't mind paying money to get in early. I feel like I don't mind. Like I did that with Battlefield. I've done that with other games. Mostly so MMOs. you're okay right? with bribes. Yeah, yeah. I mean... L- it's just like uh, like Albion online. Yeah, the you're game like is, you're going to a club and you're like, hey, let me in or yeah. you know. Well, there's this, the line. there's this new, well, but you're, it's there's this new game. Beneficial. Yeah, there's this new like I don't mind testing games and give because I give a lot of feedback. I've done it with Astroneers. Well, like that, but you're helping. Like, you're helping give. You're helping developers simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, if that's why it's if it's done right. Like if you take a game like Albion Online, which is coming out for the PC, I think next month. Sure. But if you buy like a Founders Pack, you can get in early starting now. Sure. I don't mind paying 
the I mean, the game I think is going to be free to play when it comes out, but I don't mind supporting the developer paying $30 and getting in early. You know sure. what I mean? Just like, do it right. Just yeah, don't I screw just, us over. When it comes, I, I think game preview and early access on Steam is a very gray line, but I think some games do it right, and I think some games do it bad. Uh, unfortunately, I think more games do it bad than they uh-huh. do it That's right. That's the problem. But, it, yeah. it, like I said, it creates a culture. Well, I think I really think Daisy is the one that set the bad standard. I don't like what Daisy's doing, and th- <laughs> they need to get out of So if McSpicy had oh, his man. own console company... There would be no game previews. On no, console. if you're going to do it, you're going to release it free. Call it a beta. Call it what you will. But don't cause, polish it first. What happened to the days of games being polished before they're re- like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. Look at look at Super, the Super Nintendo. You look at those games like Donkey Kong Country. You look at these games that they were limited with their tech and all that stuff. But at the same time, those games are flawless but it's got but this is true they're flawless this is true but the argument against that the devil's advocate would be that was a different time period where you had a lot less complicated you had to be a lot less complicated number one but you had to because there was no such thing as a patch afterwards yeah so So if there was if there was a bug in there if there was a bug like in super mario kart that was it for forever i mean it was in yeah uh yeah But, but whereas now now it's just like eh, let's get our money now and maybe we'll fix it yeah, but I don't feel... I well, don't, and that's what separates a good you, developer from a bad feel, developer, Do you right? feel, for instance, because we're Xbox primarily, do you feel the majority of the preview games in Xbox are doing that? In game preview? Well, let's see. I've played Ark. Because I, I, don't, I don't like... I really have a hard time supporting games. You played Ark? You played the one with the creepy masks? Oh, yeah. What is that we game Happy called? Few. We, we Happy, Happy Few. Few. And I'm disappointed because I purchased that. I'm disappointed because the story was only like three hours and they say the story's going to come later. Didn't they come out with a patch recently? Probably. I haven't touched it yeah. since. Sure. Well, I think on Game Preview, you got to like you know keep up with it. Like, okay, they're releasing a patch next month to add yeah, these features. Yeah, and that's, and that's and pat- you know what I mean. I don't like that. That feels episodic well, in a bad you, way. You can't, you can't like if you're if you're buying Game Preview, you're literally a guinea pig. Like, you can't go into Game Preview thinking I'm going to get the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got to go. Like, for example, I knew Astroneers was going to be buggy, which it was, but I don't mind playing the bugs and giving the feedback and just you know. Testing the games early, I, I enjoy that alpha testing phase. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I you you definitely one hundred percent cannot believe. You know, you can't go into game preview thinking, okay, I'm getting the full game release. You know what I mean? You you got to understand when you're buying game preview, you're not even buying a beta. In in most cases, you're buying an alpha. You know what I mean? Yeah. To give feedback and such things, right? It's a controversial issue. It, it's polar, no, it, it's it polarizing is. It is. Because I, I get the fact, like, I remember when H1Z1 first came out, and we were so excited for it. We really yeah. were. But it's still broken. And it's still broken. They've released it, and it's is still... It, have they re- I don't understand if they have released it or not, though, because... No, they, they have. It's been But it's still on the early access. Well, they have section. two versions. They have the survival mode, and then they have the <laughs> No, I know, but if you look at it, it's still early access, like on Steam, I thought. I thought it was released. Hold on. No, I think they like released it, but then they said, no, we're going to keep it in <laughs> wait, early access. Wait, we've pressed the wrong button. <laughs> yeah, one of those. I didn't mean to yeah. press the wrong like, button. I, I know it has a release button. date, but if you look on Steam. Yeah, January. No. But if you look on Steam, it's still early. It says early access when you're about to buy it. I don't know. I It's it's polarizing. I'll I, look it up. It, I think like gigantic is a perfect example of how to do it right. Mm-hmm. Do it free. 
Yeah. Well, that game's going to be free when it comes out anyway. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, with, with the way that game is. Yeah, because how, it, how it works, you know. Okay, I'm going to give my opinion, then we can move on from okay. this topic. Cause it's All right, because your opinion is always right. My opinion is always right. Yeah, I, okay, my opinion is I don't care. <laughs> like, I really don't. If, the game, if it's a game that I want to play and it's in preview, I will buy it and... If the developer screws me, I will never buy a game from them again. If it's if it's but in it's pre- hard it's hard to if never it's a game I don't want to play in preview, then I'll just wait for it to come on full release. It's hard to never buy it from that developer again because of the way the developer system moves back and forth from companies. <laughs> yeah, no true. And yeah. and you know, respawn entertainment is just I mean, I enter I enter game which preview. Which is a good developer, by the way. I'm not yeah. saying they're bad I, at I enemies. enter game preview with a buyer beware mentality. So shame on me. I think if if, if shame it's on bad, you once, shame on me once. Yeah, uh, but well, it is easier for me to jump in to your point if it's free. So mm-hmm. uh, my opinion, to sum it up, I just don't care. <laughs> either <laughs> All way, right. either way. Uh, if you want to pull the trigger, you do. You want to pull the trigger, do it. Uh, if you don't, that's yeah. more power to you. Man, so yeah. I don't just, like I, it. Just, he likes it. You don't give a damn. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> usually how we uh, how the thing splits. Yeah. I just. D- when I when people talk about yeah. preview, I just say don't expect a full game. You know what I mean? Because however, not, you know, but however, I do not like DL. I think that no, no, I don't think that you is stupid. Pay, you should I, yeah. never have a paid D- DLC, paid DLC if your main game is not out of game preview. Mm-hmm. And I and Agreed. I blame Microsoft for allowing that to happen. I don't think that they should allow that to happen in their marketplace. Well, I mean, but it happened everywhere. It yeah, wasn't Steam's just, marketplace. I mean, it, no, no, I I know that, but I think that. Microsoft has to set the parameters of their marketplace as if you're going to be in game preview, here are the parameters. Here's what's going to happen. Here's the purpose of game preview. If they do that and it goes live to steam or other places where you can get this. Yeah, that's true. Then Microsoft's looks like they, the people are going to be pissed because I got this on the Xbox. I wanted to play on the Xbox. So now I can't get the DLC. You know, the, the, they're in a they're in a tight spot regardless. But Microsoft's big enough that you could force the developer because Microsoft could say, well, blame the developer. I don't know what they're, Can why they the, say that, though. I don't know why they're trying to screw you. Can they say I that? Would. I don't think PR could actually say I would. that. Well, I would say it. Phil, for <laughs> Phil, Phil could say it. Phil could <laughs> say How it. would he say it? You'd get all the uh, you'd get say, all the people that write this the is Microsoft what he would say. with the dollar We're about the gamers. And this <laughs> is not a pro gamer move. And that is why we've ah, well, he, he would say it like that. Yeah, okay. You know I what? Once just, again, I'm wrong and you're right. I have just channeled my inner Phil. <laughs> my inner Phil. <laughs> Moving on. Let's move on. Call of Duty trailer. Yeah. Last story of the news. Uh, we got the Call of Duty trailer. Well, before we get to the Call of Duty Well, Duty let's announce trailer. it. Call of Duty World War II was announced. It's coming out in November. It was announced. As expected. <laughs> it was and a reveal, were, reveal trailer. And they did a reveal trailer. And uh, To high praise. I think it looked really good. Uh, absolutely. Let's get our first impressions. If you haven't seen the Call of Duty reveal trailer, go watch it on YouTube, then come back and listen to us. Mr. McSpicy, what did you think of the Call of Duty reveal trailer? World War II. Going back. Going back. Uh, I thought it was excellent. Um, I watched it live on stream, and I remember... The internet's funny. The internet's a funny place. Sure. Yeah, it is. It's, it's interesting. The ideas that people have. I remember... It, no, or was it the stream? I don't know what it was, but they said that that uh, it was just a knockoff. Uh, World the Call of Duty is just a knockoff of Saving Private Ryan. Oh yeah, and well that's like, where they got a lot of their uh, influence from. And yeah. I was like, well, Saving Private Ryan is a knockoff of World War Two. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Sure. Like that's the source material. Sure. Um, no, I thought it was. I thought it looks. I thought they did an excellent job with the trailer. 
They didn't the, have the interns. Uh, the engine do it this looks year. really good. They didn't have the interns do the trailer this year. Yeah, they learned. Uh, that's that's funny. Battle, battle. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go, go on. Uh, I really like some of the facial expressions. There's a scene um, where the it looks like the band of brothers. Sure. You know, they're walking up slowly, which that tells me. Kind of maybe co-op kind of going on. Oh, oh the, campaign yeah. co-op. They announced. Yeah, they, uh, okay. So I didn't co-op, see. Yeah. I I tend. To I didn't see how many players, but uh, there was five see. people. Maybe there were five people walking. But it is in the campaign grass. co-op. Excellent. Um, I, yeah. So I liked. I it, it looks fantastic. I I like World War Two. I think it, it's a fascinating era. I think it's a. It's an interesting way to uh, to do a video game. Um, you have you have your old tech kind of where new tech is starting to come in. Your sniper, yeah, you have a good set of weapons you can do. Tanks, sure. everything about it. I think I think it looks good too. I, I I was excited about kind of the people you meet in the trailers and all that fun stuff. It, it looked good. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Jordan, how about you? First thoughts, impressions. What did you think? I uh, I the trailer. I, I liked it. Trailer. I liked it too. I liked it enough where I think I'm actually going to buy it this year. So I was wow. on the fence uh, last year because I thought the campaign looked really good. I mean, I don't know how much I'll dive into multiplayer, but I thought the campaign of last year's looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, a- after watching it, you know, like watching people play it, it looked pretty cool. Um, but I I really want this one. I. It's just World War Two, you know. Yeah, it's it, it's it, an interesting. It, it seemed that they got yeah. The it's story. a good era, right? You know what I mean. So, funniest headline I saw was Call of Duty World War Two uh, has taught us one thing: people hate space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think there's a problem with space because, like, I mean, Halo is very sci-fi, but that's Halo. You I know think, what I mean? I think. I what, think if you oversaturate it, it's yeah, just yeah. you know. It was oversaturated, and you got to see a lot of particle problems in the trailer uh, of the yeah, space trailer. Well, and they announced at the end of that trailer, "Hey, buy this. Yeah, for an extra twenty dollars, we'll get you a game that's fifteen years old." Uh, yeah. yeah, no, that's what that's what pissed people. No, off. No, and I, I agree with you. I think the engine looks good. They use the they call it the IW engine. Uh, and Infinity Ward, uh, Treyarch, and Sledgehammer all develop on it. So I'm assuming they're using the latest iteration like of this the engine, updated version. Yeah, the latest iteration. It did look very good. It did look really, really good. I, I thought the the environment looked good. The facial animations looked really good. It still had its Call of Duty moments, which is just your typical Call of Duty. You know what I mean? Yeah, your yeah. action packed moments. But I uh, I really liked it. So I thought not, it was good. So I'm, jo- I'm excited to play. Yeah, Jordan. This this convinced Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but see, I just I just like campaign. I'd, well, and I'll, I'll dive into multiplayer, and they did show off Nazi zombies. Nazi zombies, you so, cannot I mean, that, that's stay. Be fun, fun, you, know? you know what I mean? I don't know how hardcore I'll go into the multiplayer, you know, but sure. I I really I thought it looked good. So, and it, yes, what I noticed in the trailer is a long pause before. Yeah, you sorry. What I noticed in the trailer is I think they heard me last year because. When they showed off Infin- Infinite Warfare was last year's sure, right, yep. And then Battlefield came out. The environment looked super dull in Infinite Warfare. It looked very stale, yeah, and like it just didn't interact with the game as much, right? In this one, I feel like they purposely showed environmental scenes, which were probably you know they're probably like pre-done cinematics. Who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. But at least like it felt more. It felt very story based. Yes, for me. it fe- the, it all flowed that. together. You know, yeah. the environment looked good with the gameplay because I mean, the environment's just not in a war game. It's not just going to stand there. You know, it, it it's immersive. Well, last it, week, last year, let's be honest, they got their butts kicked 
with the Battlefield One trailers. That's because they hired That's the it. interns, and I think they and maybe they, <laughs> That's what they said okay. Said. Okay, let's let's step up. <laughs> yeah, that's what Battlefield that's said. That's what Battlefield. That guy got in trouble for tweeting. Yeah, that. yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, like, and he had to come time, like, Don't use your interns to make a video. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like, sorry. And so I think yeah, they. Then he got I think sorry. It's not I just going back to World War II, but I think they said, "Okay, we're not king. We, you know, we might be king of the hill, but we can be overtaken." Let's mm-hmm. step up our game, and 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 it shows. Is it enough to bring us all back, Jordan? It's enough for you. Yeah, I think I, it's enough I, for me. I, like I said, I think that I just that era faci- is fascinating. Don't that you? historical era. So I mean, that's yeah. I, I I thought that it looked good. You know, the Sarge looks cool. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to have a cool Sarge. You, you, know, d- you but, definitely yeah, yeah. do. It's but, an, uh, it's enough for me. I think I'm going to jump back in. Multiplayer really looks great. Like Mark, World War II, I find fascinating. I I heard a rumor. Medal of Honor, though, it has a Medal of Honor feel, and it's that first scene, the beach scene, the Saving Private Ryan yeah. scene, because Medal of Honor did that. I, I heard a rumor that in the multiplayer, they're going to kind of go back to a class system. Now, I'm not, I sure if, I'm not sure if this is true or not. I was kind of reading stuff, which I think would be kind of cool. Class system, so you can't pre-build your own class Well, system. I mean, you can still pre-build and customize and do all that stuff, but... I was watching a couple YouTube videos, and they t- and see, and I don't know if this is just for campaign or for multiplayer, but they talked about when you get shot, your health is not going to regenerate. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. They talked about when you use your ammo, it's not going to regenerate either. So that's why you know people are thinking, well, like, oh, okay, so is there going to be maybe like a perk or a certain person that can drop ammo, you know what I mean, or stuff like, which I think would be pretty cool and refreshing to a, you know, I don't, I don't know how to say it. To the Call of Duty crowd? Yeah, I guess, you know, because I feel like the multiplayer is very the same. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a good way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't feel like there's enough iteration. Okay. A lot of concerns came up on the internet, not concerns, but especially Battlefield 1 fans saying Call of Duty is just copying Battlefield 1, even though we know, you know, how Call, Call of Duty is, is well, yeah, they, like they may have, doing uh, what, we're doing what the fans want. That's copying. Yeah, do is Call of Duty copying it, Battlefield One? Me, Mr. McSpicy, let's start with you. No, it's not. What is listening to your fans copying? Like, I don't understand. We're to, what I, so what we're talking about is how Battlefields heard the fans say we want to go back to World War One. Yeah, and so they did. They made a game around it. Is that what they're referring? So. Call of Duty went back to World War II because the fans wanted it. That's what they're referring. That's how they copied. That's stupid. Yeah. A battlefield people, really? Really? Is that what is that what this is? I I mean, I have a lot of respect for you guys. Copying that... copying maybe just going yeah, going back. But like you said, listening to the fans. Listening to your fans is not copying. That's awesome. Yeah. What was, back off, back off. Hold on. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Slow Let's it step down. back. The game developer is listening to you and doing what you want. How is that a bad thing? Perhaps Battlefield 1 fans mm-hmm. are feeling threatened. And I don't mean to generalize all <laughs> Battlefield players. I'm one of them. I'm sorry. I feel bad. It'll be great. We now have World War One, World War II. We're getting a history lesson. Yeah. Both games. Jordan, agree, disagree? I, no, I don't think they're caught. Because you got to remember, I mean, when you build a game, like Call of Duty is on a three-year cycle now. So as soon as they release or Sledgehammer does this one, right? So yeah, I mean, they've yeah, been yeah. working on this for three years. Usually you have a concept and then you go forward with that concept, sure. right? So I mean, I'm sure pretty early on they decided World War II. Sure. Oh, yeah. They, now, they decided three years ago. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe or, two and a half, further, you know. Further, you know yeah, back, I mean, yeah. you know, I don't know how their process works. probably but the, on the, the grease board in, in the conference room a long time ago. <laughs> the thing in games is you can't just go like, oh, 
that guy came out with that we're releasing in three months let's completely change everything you know what i mean you can't it's it's really hard to do that now they might have i mean i guess it's plausible that they might have saw battlefield last year and they're like oh crap we're still in mars you know maybe reskin a couple things you know (laughs) i guess that is possible but that's very highly unlikely you know what i mean i i think it's been in development for a while I uh, no, I, I don't think they're copying. I I like that they're going back to World War Two. Yeah, you know, I feel like there's too many sci-fi shooters out there. We I agree. It's nice to take a, a step bit. back and and try something mm-hmm. a little simpler. Maybe great news week. Absolutely exciting. Lots of stuff happening. Even even before E3, E3 is not too far away. It's close. It's yeah, just and around at the E3, we will get a demo of the new Call of Duty. Yes, we are four. For those of you watching live, thank you. If you want to join us live every week, beam.pro forward slash X1 Bros. We are four subscribers away, four followers away from 500. Yes. We are going to reach our goal of 500 probably by the end of this episode. If you haven't followed us, come follow us on Beam. You can watch the show live. We have a special treat for you this week. Andrew from the Level Up Network podcast and YouTube channel sat down with us for an interview. This is Andrew, everybody, by the way, from the Level Up Network. If you've not checked out their show, go check it out. It's on YouTube, Twitch. I believe you guys stream almost every night on Twitch, if not every We're getting night. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Twitch.tv slash The Level Up Show. Uh, we are starting to add on more streams because uh, we're a partner now uh, on Twitch for a little while. But one of the things that you try and do on Twitch is you try to get a partner spotlight. Um, and that's where they actually feature you on the front page. And uh, Twitch is actually considering giving us one if we can get to a certain sub count. Uh, this fall. So that's what we're working really hard towards right now. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's really cool. We're happy with how things have uh, been coming along. But I was watching your stuff as well this week because uh, I wanted to listen to all your podcasts. And I saw that you had <laughs> Major Nelson on the show. I saw you had Ryan McCaffrey on the show. And I was like, oh, my oh, yeah. God, these guys are big time. Like, that's that's so exciting. <laughs> and you guys, yeah, just, you guys have the voice for it. It's so good. Oh, well, thank you. You know, when you hear your own voice and anybody that's done a podcast out there or or done any kind of video, when I hear my own voice, I cringe. Yeah. But then, but then everyone says, "Oh, you guys sound good." But I, you never think your own voice sounds good. You know what I mean? It's so hard to change too, because I speak too quickly, as you probably can already tell. Is I get excited and I start talking so quickly, and it doesn't seem like it to me. But then I watch it back, and I'm like, "Oh my god, man, just slow down, like take it easy. What's wrong with <laughs> See, I you?" Think, I think everyone's their own worst critic because I don't yeah. think you talk too fast at all. But That's I notice, I know what you mean. I feel like I mumble a lot or slur my words like a drunk man, but. uh but no, I think everyone's their worst critic. So that's the way you so should any- be. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So, anyways, let's let's. Get, what is your favorite all-time favorite game? I, I read it on your about page, but for the audience, what is your all-time favorite game? I have to say, whenever I'm asked this question, I I always have some hesitance because I feel like I'm going to be judged when I say it. Um, it is Final Fantasy VII. I know that's a cliche answer. Um, it's it's become this thing where I feel like it used to be an overrated game, Final Fantasy VII. Sure. And sure. even as even it being my favorite game of all time, I could recognize, yeah, it's probably overrated. But it's gotten to a point now where I think it's underrated because people hate on it so hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and that's why I feel embarrassed whenever I say it. But the reason it's my favorite game is because I probably wouldn't be where I am right now if it weren't for that game. I wouldn't be into gaming like I am now. I wouldn't be talking about gaming. I wouldn't be into the industry and the culture and the community sure. if it wasn't for that game. Because sure. I played it when I was, it came out in 97, I think, right? So I was nine years old or something along those lines. My cousin was obsessed with it. He was 17 at the time and he used to babysit me actually. He he brought over the PlayStation and uh, 
every time he, he would call me, he would bring the PlayStation and I played it little by little. And it was the first time I had been introduced to a game with an engrossing storyline and characters that you care about. And I'm not saying it was the first game to do that. Obviously, it wasn't. All the Final Fantasies before that also did the same thing. But it was my first introduction to that. So for me, it's this nostalgic thing where I realize this is what got me into gaming. If it wasn't for that game, I wouldn't be here right now. And that's why yeah. it's always going to hold this really strong place in my heart. Even if I play something that might be better, it's hard to top that because of the feelings, the, the feelings that I have inside. Yeah, no, I think everybody has their pivotal moment game yeah. that made them fall in love with gaming or change the game for them forever. Right, uh, yeah. I, Final Fantasy VII is always one of those. I think Zelda is one of those that always comes up. The, I mean, Ocarina of Time for me mm -hmm. did what Final Fantasy VII did for you. Um, I'm sure if they went head-to-head, -head, Final Fantasy VII might win. <laughs> Nowadays, as I said, but I don't think it would Ocarina anymore. But. Of time, Ocarina of Time did that for me, being in this world and just completely immersed. The ultimate medium of entertainment where I wasn't just watching – I was actually the main character and mm -hmm. felt like I was in a movie and living this life, right? So that that is fantastic. On on the current console, so y y the Level Up Network, you guys do pop culture, movies, comics. Yeah. Uh, but you're primarily, as far as gaming, you're primarily a PlayStation podcast, mm -hmm. uh, or that's what that's what you focus on a lot. On the current generation of console, what is your favorite game? Oh man, uh, so far, I. Uh, it's like the, the more recent games come to my memory, like Uncharted 4 this past uh, past year, uh, even Final Fantasy 15 uh, for all of its flaws. And it did have plenty of flaws, I have to say. Mm. Uh, there's something about the game that really, really hooked me um, more so than a lot of Final Fantasy games have done in a long time. They went through a kind of a dark period there. Uh, Final Fantasy sure. with 13 series and then 14 had a whole bunch of problems before they rebooted it. Um, and 15 for me, even though it kind of changed up the formula, I felt like it brought back a lot of those feelings that I missed from Final Fantasy. So that one's definitely uh, at the forefront right now for me. Um, let's see here. What else did I really like in the PS4 generation? Uh, there's been a lot of uh, smaller titles that have really grabbed me, not PS4 and actually more associated with Xbox One, but Inside was oh, Inside, amazing. Yeah. Awesome that is game. that was good. Now let me get you because this th this is very controversial in the inside, and it's controversial just among the three of us in our podcast. Mm -hmm. The ending, love it, hate it, didn't care. When I first saw thoughts? it, I was just kind of indifferent. It just kind of left me numb inside, and I, I didn't sure. know what to think. Um, and then I did the secret ending, and then I started going around forums because once you see that ending, you're like, wait a sec, hold on, <laughs> like wh what did this even mean? Like well, I just yeah. went through this whole entire thing, and the ending is so surreal with the blob and all that. And I was like, I got I got to research and see what other people think of this ending. And the more and more I looked at what other people thought. I was like, oh, wow, this is this is really interesting. Like, I see what they were trying to do. And now my feelings on the ending are changing to where uh, I'm kind of uh, pretty positive on it. You're and that's a of, weird thing, thing, right? Because uh, like, shouldn't I be thinking about what my immediate action uh, was to that ending? And it wasn't the best, I'll admit it. Like, my immediate sure. reaction was that was kind of lackluster and underwhelming. But now I'm like... Okay, now that I know what they were going for and I can see all the theories and the predictions and the speculation, I like it. <laughs> sure. No, I, absolutely. I so I had the same reaction as as you. I I liked where I thought they were going with the game. The ending came and it was a total kick in the stomach to me like yep. I don't know what just happened but they had a completely different feel than the entire, than the whole rest of the game. Not yeah. at all what I thought it would be. Uh Mr. McSpicy 
he loved the ending. He thought the ending was great. So I think initial initial reaction to that game was you either loved it or it was it was a what moment. Yeah. If you remove I, the ending entirely, the rest of the game, I think, is remarkable. Uh, the, oh, yeah. How the puzzles just constantly change and, and how the environment is so incorporated into those puzzles. And just the graphical design, the artistic design, it's just top notch. They spent like, what, five years on that game? Oh, for, yeah. well, even the mood or atmosphere of that yeah. game is just so fantastic. What a great pick. Yeah, absolutely. I, w- I would 100% agree with you. And another uh, small one uh, that I finally just got around to playing and I wanted to for a long time, uh, Jonathan Blue's The Witness. Oh, I have not yet played The Witness, mm-hmm. um, but I hear it's great. What 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 drives you about that game? The puzzle aspect or? I used to be really into puzzle games when I was a kid. Sure. I used to love Myst and Seventh Guest and all those PC puzzle games. Uh, yeah, Goblin's Quest, King's Quest, all those are, those are more adventure games. But sure. uh, when I saw the first trailer for The Witness, I immediately thought, okay, this looks a lot like Mist. And I also got some Lost vibes because of the whole island, uh, the TV sure, show yeah. Lost, um, and uh. the mystery surrounding the island and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it took me a while to get around to it because I had so many games I wanted to play and I knew that it would probably drop in price or go to PlayStation Plus. So I waited it out and uh, and I just finally, about a month ago, got around to playing it. And I have to say, it might be my favorite puzzle game of all time at this point. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, everyone raves about it, for yeah. sure. And doesn't it build, to my understanding, and I've not played it, so correct me if I'm wrong, but from my understanding, it builds, each puzzle builds upon itself and without you realizing that it's building upon itself and teaching you new things without you realizing it's teaching you new functions. Like it, It's the is, epitome is of a game not hand-holding. There's yeah. literally <laughs> no instruction in the game whatsoever. You start off, you walk out of this sort of tu- a tunnel onto the island, and then you have free reign to go wherever you want. But the problem is, uh, if you just go to the wrong area, not that there is a wrong area, but if you go to a direction where you don't yet know the puzzles, you're going to be spending so much time there not realizing that certain parts of the island teach you how to do those puzzles. Not through dialogue, and not through a tutorial, it just... It's so smart. Jonathan Blow teaches you how to do these puzzles by just giving you a simple one and gradually making it more difficult and adding on more mechanics. And it's it's hard to explain without playing it, but it's so smart how how it progresses and you learn what each element of the puzzles mean and how it all comes full circle on the end where you might have to utilize everything you've learned in that game to figure out a certain puzzle. Um, There's 600 puzzles in the game total, which I haven't done all of them yet. Um, You can do about 300 or so and finish the game. Uh, And some of the puzzles, I'm not even sure if everybody has solved them yet. it's, It's crazy how far they go. Yeah, that's that's cool. And everything I've everybody I know. In fact, there's an article up on our blog. One of our creative team guys wrote uh, just about how great the witness is. And he goes through it line by line. I'm sold. (laughs) You should try it out, man. Although I will say the ending is another one of those instances where it's like, uh, what? What? (laughs) Is that all you're going to give me? I've got a little bit of a pet peeve with spending a really long time on a game and then feeling like either the ending was rushed or it's a little bit too ambiguous and it doesn't provide enough closure i'm okay with ambiguity don't get me wrong i just i need a little bit of a satisfying feeling after spending 30 hours with a game yeah no that's what we dealt with in like the nes generation where you would spend all this time with a game and then it would say thank you for playing you know (laughs) and and that was okay back then but now i feel like okay come on like give me something put some production value into your ending (laughs) put some effort into that and give me some closure man come on exactly um you talked about you have a lot of games to play this is a struggle 
uh, for PC gamers is the struggle for Xbox One gamers. What is your backlog like? It's ever growing. It's impossible to catch up on. <laughs> Although I, I, I'm actually finally starting to chip away. For the longest time, I only streamed one day a week, a two hour stream with games. And that was kind of the most I got out of games because um, I have a, you know, a young daughter now and sure. my wife wants time with me and she works on the weekends and I take care of the baby on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So it was a constant tr- struggle to try and figure out when am I going to play these games? And I love games so much, but I'm also preparing for the show every week. Uh, there's a whole lot of stuff that I do in the background for that. But now uh, my wife has become so supportive recently uh, with the show and she really wants to help it grow as that's why she's starting to stream herself. And she's allowing me <laughs> to stream uh, 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. Uh, three wow. days a week now. And then I also stream games with her on Wednesday. So I'm finally sure. starting to chip away. I, I beat Resident Evil 7 recently. I beat The Witness. I'm going through Horizon Zero Dawn. But man, there's so many games that I started that I never finished. Like uh, even Grand Theft Auto V, I never finished that. Um, yeah. And I would like to get around to that. Ori in the Blind Forest. I, I'm 77% of the way through that. I never finished that. There's so many little yeah. things that I would love to get back to. So uh, it's it'll, it'll be impossible. By the time I finish two games, another one will be added on that I need to play. So, yeah. so we're big on... Um I mean, we, we call ourselves the positive gaming community and, and Xbox podcast. And you guys so with, with, are, I have to say. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, but with the positive gaming, we and we always ask this question. We asked it to Major Nelson. We asked it to Ryan McCaffrey. Um, and you talked about it a little bit there. Mm-hmm. How do you balance life and gaming? It's so difficult. And what has, what has worked for you? There's different theories. There's, there's different methods. But what, what do you think works for, for you the best? Uh, what advice can you give people out there struggling to balance gaming and life? I think for the longest time I was failing at it uh, until recently. Because, I mean, as a gamer, for me to only get two hours a week in, oh, I'm sure some people scoff at that. That's ridiculous, right? Uh, but it, it's the, games are so long and there's so many yeah. of them. And that's why I, I find myself gravitating towards the indie stuff. The small indie stuff, the two to three hour stuff. Uh, What Remains of Edith Finch just came out, and I'm hearing that's an amazing experience, about three hours long. That totally hooks me. When I hear that it's three hours long and I can beat it in one setting, I'm like, awesome. I am there. there. I can't can't wait to play (laughs) that. Because when you get something like Horizon, which is amazing, I'm loving Horizon, but knowing that it's 40 hours long... I'm just like, oh my God, by the time I finish this, I'm going to have another 10 games I've added onto my backlog. Um, But I mean, it really all depends on what's going on in your life, how old you are. I mean, if you're in our situation where you have a wife, you have a kid, uh, let's be honest, it it gets... It gets tough. It it gets more and more difficult. Um, But if you're really passionate about it, I think uh, your significant other will realize that. They all start maybe playing with you. Um, If they're not involved, try and get them involved. You know, like that's the best is I love when Kristen gets involved in my game streams or plays games with me or watches me me play his games, excuse me, and shares in that passion. That's just, that's so exciting for me. So that's something if you, if you have to work towards, it's, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I know a lot of people, um, they're probably asking, you know, sitting in their car driving or driving on their way to work thinking, well, how do I get my wife involved? How do I get my girlfriend involved? What games? We could do a whole show on that. (laughs) Yeah. What, what, what games do you recommend or what games have worked with you and your wife? She is a total old school side scroller. And I've been trying so hard to get her adapted to 3d controls and camera controls. And she's just, she's having such a hard time. And I know she'll eventually 
get the hang of it. If she really wants to and she puts herself towards it, she'll get the hang of it. But I find that she enjoys the side-scrollers, and that's why we started Ori in the Blind Forest, which she is loving. Um, and that's really exciting to see because she's good at it. And when you're good at yeah. something, it's more fun. Um, yeah. So... I'm trying to think of all those new indie side-scrollers that she can play because it, they're still there. It's not like they've gone away. There's plenty sure. of side-scrollers to play nowadays. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Ori in the Blind Forest and your wife has a video up on YouTube of her playing Ori in the Blind Forest. <laughs> yes. But what's so good about it, my <laughs> wife actually watched me play that game. The story of that game, and combine that with the music. The music is oh, fantastic. Yeah. Gareth Coker uh, did the music there and beautiful, beautiful music adds to the emotion. But that's a great game. Um, my wife watched me play it, and I think finally understood. Now I get why you know why gaming is is fun. It's it's a story. It, yeah. it tells. It, it's an experience, right? So th- that's a great pick. I'm one that's not usually picked. A lot of times it's you know Lego, uh, Lego games. Minecraft is is pretty popular stuff like that. But Ori in the Blind Forest, and that's cool that she's in the side scrollers because a lot of side scrollers are hard. Or in the blind forest gets very difficult as you yeah, go on. It, it has this progression towards difficulty that I think she's going to be okay with. I, she's actually really good at side scrollers, and it's cool to see that. But yeah, those first ten minutes, as anybody who's played the game knows, it hits you, man, it, in the <laughs> gut. And uh, I forgot. I totally forgot that it started that way. I was just thinking, uh-huh. oh, this is a th- this is a great side scroller. She's going to love this. And I forgot the emotional punch at the beginning, and it tore her to pieces. Uh, oh, it was yeah. very sad to watch. Although I was laughing but that was because she couldn't <laughs> stop crying like i couldn't get her to move on she became so attached to this cute little creature in just 10 minutes and that's a testament to the storytelling the music as you said it's amazing music which is on spotify everybody should <laughs> listen yeah. to it on spotify just awesome game yeah no re- really good game so you guys also talk about movies a lot in your mm. uh in your shows on your you know your different videos on youtubes what is your favorite movie of all time Shawshank Redemption. I can oh, say that no without hesitation. any hesitation. Look yeah, at that. that's, no hesitation. That is my favorite movie of all time. And I'm not too embarrassed to say that one. I mean, if you look on IMDb, I think it still is the top rated movie of all time on oh, there. Absolutely. So I'm definitely that's not fantastic. alone in feeling that way. I've got yeah. so many favorite movies and uh, I've been trying to chip away at that as well, because that's that's for me one of the bigger issues, too, is how do you balance not just gaming and life, but gaming and television, gaming and movies, because TV is better than ever. It's, it's the yeah. best it's ever been by far. Um, and then movies on top of that, I just I'm never going to give up on that passion. So it's a constant balance. But uh, yeah, Shawshank Redemption is my favorite. How about you? How do you uh, myself? It's well, it's a toss up. It's it's always Gladiator and it's Ooh. always been Gladiator. But sometimes Tombstone makes its way into that number one spot, depending on how I feel, usually in the summer. When I want to be a cowboy, Tombstone is number one. But for, but Gladiator, I love Gladiator. Those are two very good choices. Yeah, no, absolutely. What's your favorite movie genre? Uh, but yeah, <laughs> as far as uh, movie genre goes, uh, it would probably be drama because I am one of those guys that likes to be emotionally affected by everything. TV, movies, games. Uh, I love anything that can actually make me cry and that probably sounds sappy. But that's, that's like the testament to me that sure. a movie has has grabbed me. If it can actually get me to that point where I put everything to the side and I let myself let go and actually cry, uh, that means something. Um, and that's why Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile, uh, you know, American History X, uh, Seven, although Seven's more of a suspense, but anything that can really emotionally affect me is is what I'm going after. Well, no, absolutely. Um, 
what how about movies upcoming what, what's a movie that you're most excited Ooh. that's upcoming this is a huge year and uh it's not drama but i mean star wars is this year for god's sake sure well uh, i mean it's a good time to be a star wars fan right yeah spider-man is this year it's crazy right now marvel and disney are, are killing it it's unbelievable how, how do you feel about another spider-man but how do you feel about them rebooting it so many times uh it's not ideal that's for sure i i think it's it had to go this way because Marvel needed to get it back. Uh, And this is where it always needed to go. And if that's the sacrifice that needs to be made so that Marvel can take control and do what they want to do with Spidey, um, then I'm okay with that. I I really liked Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man though. And I think it's really kind of upsetting that he got the shaft there because I don't think the movies were the best, but I think his portrayal as both Peter Parker and Spider-Man was very interesting. Yeah, I thought I mean, I thought the the last Spider-Man with him and it was was an definitely an improvement. And I thought, I mean, way better than the first ones. I I I have my own opinions on those that I'll keep to myself because <laughs> a lot of people don't like them. But um, I'm actually really excited for this newest one. I think that the new kid, I don't know his name. I apologize. Tom uh, Holland. Tom Holland. I think he finds that perfect balance between i'm a i'm a jokester i'm spider-man i'm his teenager just having fun and also hey i'm spider-man saving out saving the world yeah i know i agree with that he definitely has the charisma and the snarkiness and uh, i the one concern i see a lot is that people feel like tony stark is going to be a little too involved but i yeah. think they're just showing all the tony stuff in the trailer they they want to hook people uh with the tony stuff uh and then later on in the movie you're going to find out oh he only has like five scenes yeah, I, uh, I was talking reader. about uh, Tom Holland. He, he's perfect because he he's young and it's cool to go back sure. to like a high school Peter Parker. But he has the jokiness. He has the snarkiness. He's got the voice for it. He's got the physicality. It seems like he's doing a lot of, of stunts himself from what I can see in the behind the scenes, you know, set pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one concern I'm seeing a lot is is people are worried that Tony Stark is going to be too involved and it's going to take away from his growth it's going to be like oh he needs tony stark but i feel like that's uh, we don't know yet i mean all we've seen is the trailers and they're showing a whole bunch of tony stuff in the trailer because he sells you know everybody wants to see iron man well he's a draw absolutely oh 100 he's a draw and i think that's why the trailers are giving a lot of tony and then the movie's going to come around and he's going to have 10 minutes 15 minutes and he's going to be there pushing peter but i expect by the end of that movie He's not going to help Peter at all. He's actually going to refuse to help Peter and he's going to make him have to do it on his own. So that's what I'm expecting is you're going to see a lot of growth in Peter Parker because uh, Iron Man kind of screws him over at the end. It's like, nope, this is all you, kid. You've learned. Now handle it yourself. That's that's interesting. We'll see. We'll see if you're you're right. Do you have any bets going on that story? No, I don't. We can make a bet right now. You want to bet? (laughs) (laughs) I'll bet you an In-N-Out burger if you ever come out west. In-N-Out, actually. Don't even know what that is. Oh, it's it's a really famous West Coast started California burger joint. Okay, and you you take me to a burger if I'm ever on the East Coast. How's that? Oh, uh, I don't ever hear Five Guys. Is that one around there? Oh, too? Five, yeah, Five Five Guys is out here. Yeah, I'm and I'm good with Five Guys. There we go. That's our bet. A okay. Five Guys burger. There you go. <laughs> I think I'm gonna win this one. I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah, you probably. I mean, no, that sounds like a good. That sounds like a good theory. Um, I'm really looking forward to Thor. What are your thoughts on Thor? Total surprise there. Uh, I think a lot of people were, were taken aback by the trailer in a good way. Um, sure. A lot of Guardians of the Galaxy comparisons, of course. And I don't think that's a bad thing. It's uh, Dean's on our show, right? And he's the power-up guy. Dean and Greg, they do a weekly show called Power Up. They talk about comic books. They're very much involved in that. And they're more knowledgeable than I ever will be. Uh, but they are getting annoyed by all the Guardians of the Galaxy comparisons because they feel like people are are 
using it in a derogatory way, I guess. Um, no, I I, lo- I find that as a compliment. Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my favorite of the Marvel series movies. Yeah, that's not uncommon. I, I know for me personally, I, I watched it way after um, when it came out on Blu-ray, and I think the hype was just a little too high for me. I liked oh, it. So, Don't get me yeah. wrong. I still liked it, but I was a little like, uh, I didn't like it as much as everybody else did. Um, sure. So I'm curious what volume two is going to do for me. But when it comes to Thor, uh, I think it looks awesome. They're showing like a lot of comedy i guess you would call it but yeah i mean this the concept is pretty dark it's ragnarok it's the end of asgard uh, like he's taken prisoner uh, i'm sure he's gonna be tortured or something i have a feeling it's gonna be forced a little... to fight the hulk yeah, yeah I, I... I don't i'm i'm with you i'm i i am worried that they'll go a little too jokey because mm-hmm. i think at the end of thor 2 that they went that direction and i didn't like it i mean i still i still liked thor 2 overall as a movie um i think the first thor was was better myself um but and I'm, I do fear that, but I don't think it will. I really don't. I'm, I'm with you. I think all the funny parts are in the trailers. Right. I, I think it'll be much more dark and serious. Once again, that's the draw, right? You got to appeal to as many audiences as possible. So you throw those jokes in there. You get those guys on board. And then the hardcore Marvel fans, they're going to be in the seats no matter what. I mean, let's sure. be honest. They're not going to skip yeah. it. So. Yeah, no, abs- abs- absolutely. Um, PS4 Pro. Are you, have you purchased one? Will you uh, be purchasing one? What are your thoughts? I'm a hypocrite. I, okay. me and me and Dean and Greg were all down on the PS4 Pro when they announced okay. it. We don't okay. like the idea of iterative consoles. We like six oh, okay. year console generations. We like it being kept simple. The thing is like, we like that consoles are separate from PCs. You know, sure. if you want a PC sure. and you want that modifiable structure, that's cool. And I understand it. There's a PC for that. I've always kind of liked that the consoles are different. And I worry that iterative is just the step towards modifying your console. And I just, I don't want it to go in that direction. I want consoles to stay consoles. I want PC to stay PC. I might be in the minority there, but when they first revealed PS4 Pro, I was like, is this the beginning of the end? Uh, That was my first feeling (laughs) on it. Um, Then they announced the price and I was like, $400. Okay, that's not bad. I see what they're going for. It doesn't do true 4K, but it does 4K upscaling. They're trying to, they're trying to get there without getting the price too high. Um, And then I saw Horizon on it and I was like, oh my God, am I going to be buying this thing? Really? Uh, And then it was around Black Friday and it was like $320 on a site. I can't remember which site it was. Uh, $400 is what it launched at, right? And then Black Friday, it's $320. And I found that I could sell my OG PS4 on eBay for $250. And I was like, why not? I mean, in the end, it's going to cost me like $90 to get this thing in total. So I sold my OG PS4 and I got a PS4 Pro for what ended up being like 90 bucks. And I don't wow. regret it. I'll be honest. I don't regret it at all. I, it really, it's, it's gorgeous. Horizon looks absolutely phenomenal on it. I can't sure. believe how great that game runs with everything that's going on and with how beautiful it is. It's open world and it never drops. The frames no, never drop. Yeah, I've watched a lot of Let's Plays of that. Uh, it's it's a gorgeous game. So yeah. I imagine the PS4 Pro does it justice, definitely. So what about Scorpio, though? Is that Do you think that's going to be Xbox's PS4 Pro, or are you looking at it as the start of a new generation? Uh, no, I'm not looking at it as the start of a new generation. Uh, I, 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 It's definitely an iteration. Phil Spencer uh, has come out and said generations are done basically Mm -hmm. uh that it will always be this this these iterations and i i take a different stance than you i actually i actually like that myself i just like that all of my games i'll be able to play now um i i think ultimately it's good for gaming Mm -hmm. 
but I do see the argument that consoles, there is something special and unique about a console. Uh, well, on the that Xbox we grow side, up with, that we have, yeah. Well, they've already started to get away from that. I, I mean, everything that you can play on Xbox, I believe you can play on PC, right? So, um, yeah. So all of their, so it's called Play Anywhere. So exactly. all of their, all of their Xbox One titles, their Microsoft titles, like Forza Horizon Three. If you buy it on the Xbox, you can also play it on the PC. So you get a PC copy and an Xbox copy. Um, so yeah, that does take. I see your point. That does take away from the uniqueness of the console. Mm-hmm. I like it as a gamer because if I have a ballsy computer. Why not? <laughs> no, I definitely agree with you there. And if you already had both of them, it's like, oh, cool. Now I can play it sure. on both. I can go back and forth. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm sure it looks absolutely amazing on the PC, especially if you've got sure. a beefed up PC. But I had this moment uh, last year where, mm-hmm. you know, Gears of War 4 came out. And I was like, man, I, you know, Gears has always looked cool, but I, I've never had an Xbox. And it'd be quite, kind of cool to play this game. And I had this moment. I was like, wait a sec. We just built this awesome PC. I could play Gears of War 4 on the PC. And I was like, wow, I don't need an Xbox anymore. And I know it all benefits Microsoft. It's not like it doesn't benefit them and Windows and and their whole message. It just, it it was a moment for me where I was like, it has the Xbox somewhat lost its identity by allowing itself to put all these games on PC as well. Sure. No, I think that's a valid question. I, 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 my personal opinion is I think what Xbox is trying to do is Xbox is a brand and uh, for better or worse, I think it's 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 one of its most popular positive brands that mm-hmm. it has yeah. that Microsoft has. Um, and I think they're trying to, for instance, when you buy a Windows 10 computer, you have the Xbox app on it, right? You can store all your games. You have all your achievement scores. I think they're going for the brand. So I think a console is going to be a part of that brand. Um but eventually I see cross-platform play coming for all games. I think third parties are going to jump on it and you'll be doing it through your Xbox app on your PC if that's where you choose to play. Uh, from a business standpoint, I think it's great for Microsoft. Yeah, I think so uh, too, but, yeah. But but I see them building it as a gaming brand, all, all encompassing. Yeah, Microsoft's been leading the way in a lot of cool initiatives recently. Um, you just talked about cross-platform play. They're the ones that were like, yeah. Let's make this happen. Now it's on Sony sure. to follow suit, you know, and I don't sure. know if they're going to, but I mean, I've always thought about like, how cool would it be if everybody playing Call of Duty, doesn't matter which console you're playing on, we can all just be together. We can all be a community, yeah. positive gaming community all together. And then on top of that, recently with the self-service refunds. Um, oh, yeah. That's the, that's the awesome. Digital refunds. That's yeah. the kind of stuff that's great. Xbox doing that kind of stuff pushes PlayStation and hopefully Nintendo to follow suit, and everybody benefits from stuff like that. So yeah, no, absolutely. I I'm I'm so happy we're in agreement because that's the one thing. Um, for instance, and there are PlayStation podcasts out there or Xbox podcasts where they're mm-hmm. all about the fanboys and say, oh, we're gonna beat PlayStation or oh, PlayStation's crushing Xbox, but yeah, but. If Xbox wasn't in this position where they're where they're trailing, I don't think Xbox makes any of these adjustments. I don't think they're forced to. Uh, <laughs> and so the competition is healthy and it only benefits us as gamers. It keeps, it keeps flipping around, right? Because last generation, the 360 was the leader by far. Maybe sure. not in sales by a dramatic margin, but as far as mind share goes, sure. the Xbox 360 was by far the leader. If you There's always this like, thing you can do each generation, right? Where you can talk to somebody who's not at all ingrained in gaming culture and the community. And what do they call a generic gaming console? It's like, oh, he's playing on his Xbox, even if it's not an Xbox. It might be a PlayStation or Nintendo, but they say, oh, he's playing on his Xbox because it's become so a part of the zeitgeist 
that yeah it, that's what that's what people know at that point especially if you're not involved in gaming this generation it's the ps4 although uh xbox one is doing great uh it's selling very well it's just that the ps4 is selling really really well this generation really well, yeah. um and you're right i mean that's why xbox one had got rid of don matrick that's why they've got phil spencer who is a game developer and he's making decisions for gamers now um and yeah. that's awesome um but the same thing last generation with the ps3 that was such a failure in that first year or two, 600 US dollars, uh, Genji and Heavenly Sword. Oh my God, as a PlayStation guy, I was <laughs> I was dying. I was like, this is awful. I can't believe what's happened after the PS2. But as that generation went on, you saw that they were playing catch up and they were making the right moves to try to adapt to Xbox and their lead. And that's why the PS4 is in a great position. And now the roles reversed a little bit and Xbox is doing the same thing. It's all good. It's all healthy. It all creates a better, a better industry and a better culture. Um, but I agree. I mean, when you have these podcasts that are just building up the fanboy war and the console warriors, I don't get that at all. I understand when you have a preferred console. I prefer sure, PlayStation. Uh, and that has a lot to do with starting on PlayStation. I'm not going to lie. I, sure. I, you know, Final Fantasy VII was on PlayStation. So I have this somewhat nostalgia for it. Um, sure. And that doesn't mean that I want Xbox to do poorly or I want PlayStation to beat Xbox. I want them all to do well. But I will admit that I am a little bummed when PlayStation doesn't do well because I am involved in that community. I'm involved in that culture. And I just want them to do well in general. So sure. that has nothing to do with fanboyism. That just has to do with wanting everything to do well, especially the ones that you were more involved in. Um, But I would never wish that Xbox would fail or Nintendo would fail unless they're doing something so egregious that they need to learn a lesson, you know, where it's like, okay, you guys need to be hit hard on this because you need to learn your lesson. Yeah. Well, like trying to turn your Xbox into a home entertainment console, (laughs) you know, they paid the price for that. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely did. And I think if what, what, what it shows to me, uh, especially with the last two generations, so you have the PlayStation Three and the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and then and then right now, um, and they they reverse like you said, but it shows the importance of perception because because it's getting out of that gate. Did you get out strong? Did you appeal to gamers? Mm-hmm. Are you doing things that gamers want to see? Are you making better games? What games are you coming out with? Uh, what are your features? And that perception, whether it's true or not it lasts and it yeah. shows and, and it really does. It really does matter. The always online thing I felt lasted a few years with the Xbox one. And I'm honestly shocked. Sure. I think it's a huge accomplishment and achievement that they've been able to have a very well-selling console, all things considered this generation yeah. coming off of those, those reveals and the always yeah. online and the Adam Orth debacle and the Don Matrick stuff like, Oh, well you have your Xbox 360 If you want to do that, like all yeah. those terrible messaging and all of that it really was bad and they bounced back really really well uh i think right now they're in another tough period but i think it's because they're rebuilding phil spencer you know he's looking at what they had on the slate whether it be scale bound or fable legends or cuphead being delayed so many times um and i think he had to make a tough call uh he he, he looked at scale bound he looked at fable legends and I, i assume they just weren't where he wanted them to be. I don't think he saw them building the Xbox brand to where he wanted them to. So it's almost like when you have your favorite sports team and they have that off year where they need to rebuild. I think that that's what Phil Spencer is doing right now. He's rebuilding. Sure. No, absolutely. And well, and I think we have to credit Phil Spencer for bringing, I mean, bringing those change. I mean, just backwards compatibility with what they're doing with Xbox 360. It's basically an emulator 
on your Xbox that like they've engineered it's it's insane crazy, right? And and that I don't think would happen without Phil Spencer there. That was their juggernaut announcement that that at E3. You know, PlayStation had a great yeah. E3 and then they came out with that. Um, and uh, that took a lot of attention away from Sony, that one announcement. And at the time, I was wondering, like, is this that big of a deal? Because my assumption was that PlayStation got rid of backwards compatibility and Xbox originally got rid of backwards compatibility because they realized through statistics or some type of research that they had that people sure. weren't utilizing it. It wasn't well, worth it. Well, they even announced the statistic in, a, in an interview. Uh, I think it was actually Major Nielsen, but it's like less than 10% of people play previous console games on new consoles or so, it's something like that. Yeah, but then you look at Red Dead Redemption on Xbox oh, yeah. One, oh, backwards yeah. compatibility and it's insane how well it's done and it's not just doing well backwards compatibility on the emulator sales of red dead redemption have skyrocketed yeah. on amazon so I, as a yeah, result and i bought i bought another red dead redemption yeah. as a result of backwards compatibility that's a very good point yeah so it, once again that's microsoft leading the way um with some very cool initiatives they they both are uh they're doing some very cool things the xbox uh uh, what's it called? Game Pass. You know, the Netflix of oh, gaming yeah. right now. Uh, they've won up to PlayStation now with that, in my opinion. So uh, yeah. now I'm wondering what does PlayStation do with their streaming service? If it, Are they going to allow you to download games to your console now? Are they going to change uh, the yearly price? And that's that's great. I mean, I love seeing the competition. I love seeing both of them improve. Yeah. What are your thoughts on on VR? Do you think VR is the future? I know PlayStation's mm -hmm. invested very heavily in their VR and it is cool. Uh Play, I did the uh, the kitchen demo on Resident Evil there. Blew my mind. I don't <laughs> think I'd change. be able to, man. I played Resident <laughs> Evil 7. Uh, and I'll be honest, I got a little sick just playing it normally on my computer. Uh, did you get motion sickness? I did a little bit. It's 60 yeah, frames so per second. I. And, you yeah, know, so I was, I. I'm really close to the screen playing down here. Uh -huh. And I think you know, it was only one moment. It was the moment where you're facing daddy with the chainsaw and it's just oh, okay. it's going all over the place. And I, I got a little bit motion sick there. And I was just thinking, wow, if I play this in VR, I might have thrown up. Um, <laughs> all that being said, I... I can't imagine how scary it would be in VR. Oh, it was it was insane. It took it to a whole new. It it was unlike, it was unlike any horror movie I've been to because it was it was you. It's this weird mind trip. Yeah. That that plays it. But what do you, what do you think of that? Do you think there's that that's the future, mm -hmm. or do you think it's something else? I think it's too early. Um, I think Sony was smart to get moving on it. I think they're trying to get some type of mindshare or market share right now in the VR space because uh, they don't want HTC Vive or Oculus to just completely dominate and then nobody can step in. Um, sure. I, I could foresee Scorpio just allowing everything, though. And it seems like that's what Phil Spencer was implying in one of his recent interviews, that maybe Oculus, maybe HTC Vive, maybe Gear VR, maybe they all work on Scorpio so long as the developers allow it to. Uh, so that sure. could be interesting. But when it comes to PlayStation VR, it's just the price for me right now is too high. I really was excited for it when they first showed it off, but I was way off. Uh, I, I was thinking 250 and then it came out of 400. And that's for somebody yeah. like me that has move controllers, has the PlayStation camera. If you don't have those, you're spending 500 plus on this thing. And a lot of people are, don't get me wrong. The, you know, you have that hardcore fan base that is sure. buying it. And I think they might've even uh, underproduced um, uh, and not meeting demand. But I think that's only because they, I think they kind of understood 
most people aren't ready for this yet. We're not going to manufacture a ton of these things. Sure. We're just going to manufacture a million of those and they'll probably sell uh, and that'll be it. It'll be for the hardcore. Sure. They're just getting their foot in the door. I see VR being a big deal though. Um, this is an argument we have on our show all the time. Dean mm-hmm. thinks it's a total fad. He thinks it's 3D all over again and it's it's going the way of the dinosaur eventually. I think there's no way in hell that happens. I there This is the future. VR will be a big deal in the next 10 years. I really have no doubt about it. It's just, uh, it's anybody that has used it, they all come out saying the same thing, that it it changes everything. It is that 2D to 3D moment. We haven't had one of those in such a long time. That Mario 64 moment, I'll never forget it. When I first booted up Nintendo 64 with my dad and and we, we were playing Mario 64, that was that changed games, um, sure. and we've been waiting for another big moment like that for a long time. I think VR will eventually be it. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that, and that was my experience. Jordan bought the 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 PlayStation VR, and we went through all the demos, and it was I mean just the aquarium demo where you drop down, you're in a shark tank, That's and what the shark I played, comes yeah. up to it. Yeah, it is is surreal. Uh, my my concern is I don't think it will. One technology is not there. I, I it think, isn't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, if you have a, a ballsy computer, you can run it no problem, right? But other than that, technology is not there. And number two, it's got to have a game that's the selling point. I mean, the only reason Xbox exists today is because Halo came out and and it took off. And I think that's going to be the same with VR. I think it will it will live or die based on whether or not a developer can hit it big with a game that everybody wants to play. It has to be bundled in with one of these consoles eventually. If it's a peripheral you have to purchase on the side, I'm not sure it can take off in that way. Sure. Um, I honestly could see Nintendo eventually being that one to do it, where they, they're always forward thinking, right? And yeah, uh, no, they really are. I could see them trying to find some way to incorporate VR into every box. And when that's the, the situation and every developer can can push themselves towards VR, that changes things. Um, and mm. it does, it needs that moment, that game, uh, and it doesn't yeah. have it yet. I, I Resident Evil 7, I heard, is awesome. Um, yeah, it is. But it's, crazy. It, it's still, it's not that. It's not that game that says I have to buy VR. Sure. So, so I'm I'm a little bit. Is it Dean that that thinks it's a fad? Dean thinks it's a fad. Yeah. So I'm not quite there. I don't think it's a fad. I don't know if it's the future of gaming. I I where I could see it being used, honestly, mm-hmm. where it, it wouldn't be a fad is in movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, somehow, especially with horror films, I'm telling you, it is insane. <laughs> or or not even in movie theaters, but a movie experience. Yeah, in, even in, in your, your home, home theater. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I think uh, virtual tourism, you know, has Sure. Has, a, has a place in all of this as well. And I don't think, uh, I don't know if I misspoke, but I don't think VR is the future and that it's going to take over traditional controls. I think we're always going to oh, have sure, a controller. No. I think yeah. we're always going to have tactile feedback. Um, yeah. And I think that's important. I'll be very upset if they get rid of that. Uh, it, there always needs to be a time where I don't want a headset on. You know, it's not... It's not ideal for every situation, especially if there's cords, which I imagine will eventually go away. But I, I'm always going to want to have those situations where I just want to sit on the couch. I want to relax. I don't want a headset on. I just want to play yeah. a game normally. Um, yeah. And that was the problem with me for like uh, Wii and Wii U. I, I really couldn't get into those because I just wanted to play normal. I wanted to play a normal game with a normal controller. Um, yeah. uh, that's just me. And I understand there's uh, the Wii obviously did amazing way back uh, in 2000. Six oh, yeah. or whatever, but um, I'm more traditional, I guess. But I could see VR headset, traditional controller, uh, with a lot of games in the future, and, and seeing that be a very big deal. 
Yeah, well, exciting times. Anyways, it's exciting. It's going to be exciting to see where where it takes us. Speaking of Nintendo Switch, do you thoughts on on the Nintendo Switch? Uh, I have to say, it's much better than I thought it would be. Um, okay, Mike, uh, he he used to be on our show, but he sure. he bought it recently, uh, and he can't believe how much he likes it because um, he was so down on it, as a lot of people really? were. Really? I mean, yeah. I, it was there was a lot of people down on the Switch, and it had a lot to do with the Wii U. Um, sure. You know. It, it, they had to prove themselves. Uh, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. They're coming off the Wii U. They needed to prove themselves. Uh, so far, though, uh, it seems like they are. And that's riding on the back of Zelda, of course. No, without Zelda, I don't think the Switch is even in our conversation today. No, I, I, I agree with that. But it, it is the launch game and it might be the best launch game of all time. Although yeah. it did release <laughs> on the Wii U as well. There's only 12 million people that own a Wii U. Um, True. And this thing launching on the Switch, uh, especially being able to take it anywhere, uh, that's a big deal. And uh, I understand why it's doing so well. I don't have one. I don't see myself buying one in the near sure. future. Um, maybe next year. I know Mario is going to be a big deal this holiday. And if they can get the price down a little bit or maybe bundle Mario in with their holiday bundle, mm-hmm. It's going to do really well. Uh, I have a yeah. feeling it's going to really, really do well. I don't think it's going to sell Wii numbers. Um, I think it's going okay. to be one of the best-selling Nintendo consoles, though. I mean, if you sure. look at Nintendo and the consoles uh-huh. for the last 20 years, really, the the Wii is the one outlier. They're always around that twenty to 30,000 units sold. Uh, and then the Wii is like 110 or, or whatever. But if you look at a chart, it's like... They're pretty even, and then they got this huge spike, and then they drop way down with the Wii U. <laughs> so their yeah. their normal is more around like thirty thousand. I think the Switch oh, is yeah. going to be above that, but I think it's not going to be anywhere close to the Wii and that phenomenon that it was. Yeah, that happened. Um, it'll be interesting. I, it'll be interesting. I do think I think Nintendo's smart. It knows who it is, and it doesn't. It doesn't try to be anything different. I, I do think, though, what benefits the Nintendo Switch this generation is they're going after indie games and opening up their platform to indie mm-hmm. titles. I mean, you already have Binding of Isaac on there. Yep. Uh, you've got a bunch of twi- or, or games that are on PC that are already on the Nintendo Switch. I think that that might help it because a game like Binding of Isaac is perfect for on the go, sitting mm-hmm. in my car, on an airplane, on a bus, playing it. That's that's going to be the big question moving forward is their failure continuously over and over again is that they can't keep third party support on board. It starts off in the beginning. Ubisoft is usually great with supporting Nintendo consoles at the very beginning, and then it starts to drift away. And then once it even starts to drift away, they have such a hard time getting them back. Um, And if they just need to hold on to those third party guys this generation, it's it's the right console for that. You know, you can put a normal you know, game ported from PS4 or Xbox One on the Switch. It'll have to be downgraded a little bit, but it can be done. Unlike the the Wii U, which was so far below uh, the PS3 and the Xbox yeah. 360, and uh, it, or actually, sorry, but below the PS4 and the Xbox One, um, because it mm-hmm. only came out what a year before those. The oh, Wii U. Right be- I, well, I think that was a mistake too, coming out right before, and everybody knew the Xbox was coming out in the PlayStation, right. so you kind of were in no man's land. It was so far below that because even now the Switch isn't even truly matching the Xbox One or the PS4. Sure. Yeah. So to look back at the Wii U and to think, well, that's crazy that that console came out only a year before the Xbox One and PS4 no, and was true. so far below as far as technical, you know, goes and, and graphical fidelity, which isn't everything, don't get me wrong. Um, sure. But we're at to that point now where third parties will be able to 
utilize all platforms more easily. And hopefully that keeps them on board with the Switch and allows them to uh, to get those people. Because it's always like, oh, the, the Switch or the Nintendo console is my my side console to my PS4, to my Xbox One. It's never True. it's never somebody's main console. And I'm, yeah. I'm speaking generally, of course. Sure. But it so often seems to be the side console to your main console that you play for the exclusives, the Nintendo games, and that's it. Um, and they True. need to get away from that. The Nintendo games are always going to be amazing. Their first party is, is unbelievable. They're still the best, probably, in my opinion, when it comes to first party. Um, but it, it's if that's the only thing you have to play on your console, it's never going to sell 100 million like uh, uh, the Wii did or like the PS4 is heading towards. You, you need... You need everything on board. How, how do you feel about the portable gaming aspect of it? Do you think uh, an, X, or an Xbox or a PlayStation will ever – I mean PlayStation did with the Vita. Mm-hmm. But do you think they'll ever go back to a – or do what Nintendo's doing, a portable main console device? Well, now seeing how successful the Switch is, it might be you know making their heads turn a little bit uh, over sure. at Microsoft and Sony. The Vita was such a disaster, unfortunately. Very, very well-built portable. Uh, I have oh, one. It, and it was a sexy piece of hardware. Oh, yeah, it really is. It's a very well-built piece of hardware. Uh, and it does have some some solid games on there. And it was the start, in my opinion, even before the Switch, of console experiences on a portable. There was definitely sure. some console-like games on the Vita, um, but man, I don't even think that thing sold 10 million units. So uh, yeah. I, at this point, I, I don't know if Sony really is going to venture back into that space. I know that recently Phil Spencer in one of his interviews talked about how they had an Xbox portable, you know, in R&D, trying to figure out if it would if mm. it would work or if they wanted to do it. So they've thought about it before over yeah. at Microsoft. It wasn't the way they went clearly, but uh, I think that... I think that it, it gaming is changing in such a way that it, it we might get to that point where everything will be able to be taken on the go with sure. you. Not in the Switch way. I don't know exactly what's coming, but streaming games and downloading games to multiple devices or maybe even consoles becoming apps on your television. Like who knows sure. where where this is all this all is going and where you're going to be able to play all these games. If it does go the route of it no longer being hardware in your home, no longer being a console, you know, on your TV stand and just an app that you buy or you download and then you, you stream games to that or you download games digitally to that. I assume then you can download that app to multiple devices. And as long as you have a controller with you, you can play it on that device. So it, it's hard to say uh, right now where things are going, but I don't think that PlayStation is ready for another portable just yet. Yeah. I don't know. Not after the Vita. Would you like to see it portable or did, does this portable not do anything I, for you? I always try to get into it and uh, mm-hmm. it's, it ends up being a waste of money for me. I bought the, the PSP. Sure. I bought the Vita. I wanted to get involved in those, but I'm not really on the road that much. Um, yeah. You know, I've got a 12 minute commute to work. Uh, I don't I don't go on the plane too often or bus rides or anything like that. If I'm playing a portable, uh, I'm sitting on the couch in front of my sure. TV, which I could be playing it on. And that's what's great about the Switch, you know, yeah. is that you can put it to your TV. But I will say, if I were to get a Switch, I I don't think I probably would ever take that thing out of the docking station. I would, <laughs> it would be on the TV all the time. I just, I yeah. don't, I don't play games portably. Um, sure. And that's why I, I almost wish that the Switch had a version 
I don't know how it would work or how much cheaper like it would be. A permanent console? Yeah, just a, a console yeah. version that just plays sure. on your TV. Get rid of the screen on the handheld. Just have this little box that hooks up to your TV. Uh, probably would be very tiny considering how small the Switch is. And, and that's it. Yeah. You just use play, play it on your TV and maybe knock off 50 to $100 and, and that's it. That's not a, that's not a bit bad idea. Anyone at Nintendo listening, there you go. <laughs> uh, for me, I would buy that version personally just because I really don't think I would be taking it on the go with me. Sure. I've oh, moved past good. that. I just I, I don't do portable too much anymore. Yeah. Good, good, good stuff, my friend. Let's let's get one more one more question okay. that I have for you. Uh, and this is kind of a, if you don't have an answer, that's okay. Uh-huh. If you could take one if you could make your ultimate console, but you had to take one aspect of the Xbox and one aspect of the PlayStation 4, what would your ultimate console console look like? I still think that PlayStation has never matched Microsoft when it comes to their online infrastructure and mm. just the multiplayer aspect of Xbox. It just seems so so strong. And I don't know if that's just because we we associate Xbox with that. Um, sure. But it, it, it just seems like when you when you think about multiplayer and you think about playing with your friends and all that, I still think of Xbox. Um, and I, I feel like PlayStation has always been playing catch up in that regard. Um, their their interface, their UI. I like Xbox in that regard. I think they're they're really sure. clean. I think it's real sexy. Uh, I, I like that about Xbox. And uh, Sony goes for a more simplistic, minimalistic approach, which is also nice. It's very clean, uh, very sleek. But uh, I, I do I do look at the Xbox sometimes. And I'm like, oh, that looks that looks real nice. I like the way that looks. <laughs> I like I like the menus. I like the the party system and the infrastructure there. Um, I do think they took a little bit of a step back from the 360 to the Xbox One, but um, in that regard. But I, I do think that Xbox is a little bit of a leader uh, in that regard, and I would like to see PlayStation step up there. Um, as far as my ultimate console goes, mm-hmm. um, I, I still I, I think this this would be bad in a lot of ways, but and it's greedy to even imagine it. But the idea of being able to play all games on one console. One community, sure, yeah. no more fanboyism, just everybody yeah. all together playing games. Uh, that's an awesome idea. Competition then goes away, which is a very big negative. Um, yeah. But I, I just think it would be so cool to get rid of all the fanboyism when it comes to consoles and just have everybody play in the, in the same spot. Everybody, everybody play together. Uh, and if we're talking about like positive gaming community, that would be the thing to really push it in that direction. So sure. the, the mega console, everybody playing together, one one machine would be so, so cool. Yeah, he is Andrew from the Level <laughs> Up Network. Andrew, thank you so much for being on the show. Where where can people find you if they want to connect with you, if they want to connect with Dean or Greg or, or the show? Check uh, you guys our, out. Main, our main push is still Twitch. We're very involved in Twitch and our, our gaming talk shows on every Sunday. Uh, so go to twitch.tv slash the level up show. Um, we, we're still the level up show on Twitch because that's what we started as. We've moved on to the level up network because we've added on all these shows. But for the longest time, Twitch didn't allow you to change your name. So we just kind of stuck with twitch.tv slash the level up show. We're on Mondays through Fridays with uh, gaming variety streams and then Sundays 10 p.m. Eastern time all of us get together we talk about uh, all the news from the week we do special segments as you said we have some people either call in or submit questions we have a topic of the week and uh, we even infuse a little bit of uh, pop culture and movies and television in there as well Um, Twitch has become a little more lax on that recently used to be where games 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 don't do anything except games but the past year since Amazon has bought them 
they've been a lot more lenient on allowing you to uh, bring in some movies and bring in some television, which we love because sure. we're, ju- we're almost as passionate about TV and movies and comics as we are about video games. So uh, you guys can check us out there. As I said, we're, we're really excited right now. We're making like a really big push trying to get more subs because uh, if we can get this partner spotlight by this fall, that puts us on the front page of Twitch for a whole week and... I've seen what that does to other channels and oh, yeah. that could really be a huge, that could change our lives. It really could. Uh, oh no, absolutely. We all have full-time jobs uh, as I'm sure you do as well. I, and yeah. like the dream is to be able to, to put more time into something like this and really dedicate ourselves. So we're really hoping that this partner spotlight could, uh, could change everything for us. But as far yeah. as uh, other content goes, uh, YouTube is really big for us. We have exclusive shows on our YouTube. We archive a lot of stuff we do on Twitch at youtube.com slash the level up network. Um, do some video blogs and whatnot. Twitter at the level up network level spelled LVL. Patreon, if you, you I know you guys do Patreon, do very well on Patreon. Sure. You guys have a really cool setup there. We're, we're in the same boat. I mean, you talked about how at the beginning our show looks so much different. Uh, uh, we've come so far thanks to our patrons and uh, we're just so grateful to everybody who joins us there. So uh, that's patreon.com slash the level up network. Yeah. And I think that's no, everything. No, that you, you nailed it. You nailed it off. <laughs> I hate, I, I, I hate to plug myself at the end of your show here. It's always a little awkward, but <laughs> yeah. no, no, that's great. Uh, go check out the level up network. Use your Amazon prime on them on, on Twitch. If you want positive gaming, you like awesome communities. They definitely have one. If you've got a PlayStation, go check it out. You want to hear about their movie reviews, pop culture, uh, superheroes. You guys talk about superheroes and comics all the time as well. Go check it out. The level up network. He is Andrew. Thank you so much for being on the show, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me here, man. I, I really, I've been listening to your content. I've been watching you guys. You really are the positive gaming community. Um, and that's why I was so quick to respond to you and say, like, yeah, let's do this. Because uh, we're always looking for other people that are like us, that are, are positive and, and try and bring that into the culture and into the community. And you guys have been doing that for three plus years now. So uh, I was so quick to be like, yeah, this is awesome. Let's, I, I want to I get to know these guys better. So awesome. thank you for having awesome. me, man. Well, th- thank you very much. And we're back. Thank you so much, Andrew, for being on the show. Go check them out. The Level Up Network. They are awesome. Super fun guys. Super fun community. They do movie reviews, comic books. Go check them out today, which brings us to the last portion of our show. This is the portion of the show where we talk about what we've been up to and what we've been playing. Mr. McSpicy, what were you up to this week? Um... Oh, man, I'm always caught off guard on this. I did play Prey. We talked about that. Uh, I love that game. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed every part of it. It scared me. I got scared. Scared you? My butt was clenched. Oh, man, that is a scary time. I know. If you've seen Mr. McSpicy's butt, you (laughs) You don't want to see that thing clenched. I know. (laughs) What? I don't know. I just... uh, I'm winging it here. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I also played City Skylines. I ha- I'm at around 12,000 people now in my main city. Very nice. So uh, I'm dealing with... What, what are some issues you're dealing with in your city here? City management? Uh, not too much, except everyone's dying now. Uh, the age. Yeah. I have three cemeteries. You have three? Well, three of them. I, I don't am- have a lot of people dying, but they're not getting picked up. And I keep getting these messages up top saying... So when you put down a cemetery... so. They do technically, even your fire departments go through the whole city. They just take their time in doing so. When you put down a cemetery, just like you do with a school and everything, it, it will have the green lines yeah, of yeah. what it covers. So if you only have one for your whole city, 
they eventually pick you up, it's in, but it takes a long time. It's in time. the center of the city. My big problem is the garbage, though. That's bigger than anything. Yeah, you were saying that. I'm telling you guys, you got to do the district system. <laughs> you don't. You just put it all... That's where all my landfills are. <laughs> so I've not had the problem... <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm you had a problem getting your incinerator working. <sighs> well, yeah, so I you think I figured that out. Your incinerator can only handle so much garbage. Yeah. And it actually, I feel like it takes less, even though you get 27 trucks with that versus the 15 from the garbage, you know, sure. fields. It's, it's, they just don't, they just don't burn as fast as, as much garbage as you'd think for $30,000. Mm-hmm. And the guard, like the, the fields of garbage is only, only cost four grand. So, so just make more of those. Well, so so here's That's what, what here's, here, so here's what I do. I I have three landfills, one incinerator, and all I do is rotate. So I go when one is full, I go move one, and when I put move, they're moving it to the incinerator. They're not moving it to other landfills. So maybe that's what you got to do. I don't well, know. Well, I've it's they are not. We'll see. The incinerator was just overloaded. It couldn't, oh, it, it can only burn a limited amount of garbage. Yeah, no, it, it can't. So you need like, in my city, you need a lot of incinerators or a lot of garbage. So not even fills. close to end game, still liking it, still loving it. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Still a must buy. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a great game. Very nice. It's Anything else game. you played? Uh, I played Overwatch. Great game. We don't want to talk about it because everyone hates it when I talk about Overwatch. <laughs> Apparently, we talk about it all the time. Even but, though, in all fairness, let me respond to the critics out there Yeah, who say we talk about Overwatch all the time. We're going to talk about it every episode because you play it every week. Right? I'm sorry. <laughs> and I mean, well, and the one, and there's the one, 30 million people <laughs> that play that game now. And the one, we, we did used to get that criticism of Destiny, but it was also when we were playing it all yeah. the time. So. Yeah. But anyways, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I played Overwatch. I played Grand Theft Auto V. Oh, I showered in you there. Did shower, and you didn't get your tax refund. I wanted my 425 whatever thousand dollars. And I never, I don't think I got it. Hmm. I got just gonna, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to play that game. Uh, and I also played Planet Base, a new game that's coming out. That's uh, right. And we have not talked about Planet Base. Uh, explain Planet Base. What kind of game is it? And real quick, how do what what do you think of it? Real quick, it's like a Mars Sim, XCOM, but not XCOM. Just the XCOM mini game. I, I'm doing a terrible job at explaining this. It's. Uh, you build. It's a survival sim, sci-fi builder, builder. on Mars. <laughs> on on Mars or, or some, some planet, some planet, RS seven three dash six planet. Uh, it's it's a it's a very difficult. It t- you take the sim, take the sim game, make it survival and make it really challenging. And like with my city city skylines game, if if my plumbing isn't working and everything's getting backed up, people just go. Hell, yeah! I'm I'm kind of ticked at our mayor. Or in Planet Base. In Planet Base, everyone dies. Yeah, and then the game starts over, and yeah, you're, you're done. Right. So the point of the game in this is to keep your astronauts alive. Keep your astronauts alive. Yeah, that's that's the goal. So it's survi- It's very much more survival. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's more niche than even City Skylines. Sure. So I would say check out the game. Look at it. It's been out on PC for a bit. It's now coming to Xbox. I think it's a great game if that's what you like. Mm-hmm, sure. um, it's very hard, but I think it's challenging in a de- in a decently fun way. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else? That's it. That's what I. That played. is it, Jordan. How about you? What did you play this week? 
Uh, well, I played a little bit of Overwatch as well, and uh, I played Planet. I played City Skylines, which yes. I already talked about. I have my whole district system in one of my cities. Planet Base. Uh, play Planet Base. Uh, I like that game. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I, like, I think it's The Sims meets Sim City with, with survival, with yeah. death. Yeah. So. With, you screw up. Well, and you, you can have, have death in The Sims too. I mean, the guy. But not like this. Yeah, this is like somebody die. forgets to hit that switch. Everyone's massacred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't build something when you need to build it, you're done. It's over. Game over. Uh, what else do you play, Jordan? Um, well, I felt like I played something else. I did. You played Overwatch. With I me. played. Yeah, I did. Go ahead and talk about Overwatch. No, I, I play. <laughs> I played Overwatch. And it was it was a good time. We played together. Uh, I played City Skylines. I played Planet Blaze, and I, the other one I played was Heroes of the Storm on the PC. Oh, I very a lot nice. of that. But no, I, I really liked Planet Blaze. Planet Base. So let me ask you this: So I was sitting playing City Skylines. We were all in party chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I left, I told Mick Spicy, well, it was nice listening to you guys get angry in this game. Do you experience that more or less in Overwatch than you did when you first started playing? Probably. That's hard. I don't know. Because I think, well, I mean, I think everybody has those games. So, for instance, Halo, Halo uh, Wars right now is that for me. Like, mm-hmm. I can get very frustrated in that game because I'm trying to rank up. You guys, it's Overwatch. It's the games you competitively it, care about. I think it's about. just yeah. like it's just that ranked mode is what gets you because you know it's competitive. You know it's you going know against it counts. Your record. Yeah, like it's the real deal. How are how are playing with other players at this point in in the in in time? Like, are more people more experienced? So you work to yes, yes better and, as a team. Yes and no. I would say yes. People complain less about certain characters. I always found that fascinating sure. that people would complain about certain characters. I, I find it funny when like people message you to tell you how bad you are at that character. <laughs> they it's take, like, yeah. why are you like, they took the time. Like, What's funny is I get called bad when I have four gold medals and yeah. I've been on fire the entire match. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, they just, it, there's no like spec spectator. Mode. So has, has that improved yeah. though? Or n- with the length of the game as people become more familiar with it or, or not? I, I would say there's less of it because, but I, I think you get it, it's the rank from like eighteen hundred to twenty four hundred. Where you get that is where you get the people that it's not their fault. Heaven forbid you're not good or heaven, sure, you sure, know sure, it's sure. Uh, it's everyone and, else's fault. And and from and that and then there's a gray area, but uh, just above that and beyond, even though you still get trickling in, it's a lot less. It's it's people that I feel as though they're trying to understand things. They have a they ha- they have a mindset of. It's my it's my fault, not their fault. Which that's how you become better at that sure. game or any other game. Sure, absolutely. Uh, well, would, would you say that, Jordan? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you randomly just get people that don't understand how to play, and sure. that's just. I you tend knew. to just go, yeah, what, whatever. That's just how it is. Sure, it's just. Because I remember when I jumped into Heroes of the Storm, I got raped on that chat in Heroes of the Storm because I didn't know how to play. Uh, yeah, it was your very here's first here's game. for those new to Heroes of the Storm, great game. Turn chat off. <laughs> I'm I telling mean, it you. It was really bad. Any mobile? And finally, I typed in. I was like, guys, I'm new. <laughs> and someone piped up and was like, oh, sorry. Any MOBA, any yeah, MOBA is right. dangerous to have chat, just open chat open. Dota 2 has voice chat, and I don't know whose idea that was, but that is the worst <laughs> idea. That was probably an intern. <laughs> like, that had to be an intern. Who puts voice chat in a mo- That's just a bad idea. I don't know why you. Yeah, because that. if you're playing as a team, you're playing on Discord or yeah, Skype like, or whatever. When you put a team chat, that's so bad. I've been in the Dota team chats. Anything there. else you played, yeah. Jordan? 
Uh, no, it's pretty much just those three games. I really like Planet Bla- Base. I really like City Skyline, especially with my new district system. Yeah. And I really like Overwatch. I I play Planet Base as well. I'll tell you, if I think you'll like this game if you like strategic puzzlers with a building aspect. Mm. I think that that is mm. what it appeals to. If you're debating on whether to get City Skylines, but it doesn't look like it's for you, take a look at Planet Base. It might be more more up your alley. Uh, I liked it, but I it's not for everyone. That's for, that's for sure. I played City Skylines. I'm loving that game. What I like about the game is going from watching Mark playing and then seeing how I play. And unlike other games, for instance, let's say you take Halo, right? Or you take Halo Wars or you take any any multiplayer game or there is a right way to play and a wrong way to play in sky skylines. It's free. There is no Mark enjoys being super efficient. I don't, I don't care. You could care less. I could care less. And it's, and both ways bring complete satisfaction. And that's what I love about city skylines. It's just, it's anybody's cup of tea. Yeah. 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 It really and is. I like you can do whatever you want. When I watch you play, when I watch you stream it, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you're like, well, eh, let's put this road. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to it. Yeah, that's, that's, well, and see, I enjoy that. I enjoy, like, see, because you, for you, you like, okay, if I, if I get it five by five, I have that to gives count me everything. enough time to expand. Blah, blah, blah. Whereas I enjoy, I like, okay, this is where I'm going to put this. I'll come back and problem solve that later. I don't know how you deal with traffic then. It's so fun. It's so that, fun. How do you deal with traffic? Because that would be a traffic... Oh, yeah. Button. So my traffic jam comes up, and then I focus on my, that traffic jam, and I had, to del- I had to remove 300 dead bodies from my cemetery, <laughs> relocate them, blow up the cemetery, <laughs> and, and, and fix the on-ramp there. But that was fun. That was a blast to me. I love it. Dude, that, that's a good game. Yeah. Roundabouts help a lot with traffic. Oh, yeah. you know what? I I have I'm on my newest off ramp. So you know you get your off ramps off the freeway. Instead of a one way road, if you just build a big and not not the standard roundabout, but a big six lane roundabout, you're yeah. golden. And then yeah. you build off. I think that. I think like I mean it's it's kind of overkill on some of the roundabouts. I think, but I think that's their solution. Like I think that's how they designed the game. Roundabouts you are the see solution my city, to traffic. Yeah. You know, I have I'm stoplight free. Yeah. Oh man, I have I've dialed this in. He has many he has. hours of research. I only put stoplights <laughs> in my crappy district. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one's no one has cars there. No, they don't. And then I played some Titanfall two with the Good community game. play. Super fun. Love that game. That is always a blast. Our next community play. It's not up yet on the calendar. It will be the tiny racer mode in uh, Forza Grand, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Grand Theft Auto. Oh, that'll be fun. That will be that'll a ton. Be that's of fun. always fun. Anytime we do those racing ones, oh, people join up. Come to those community absolutely. Games. Um, and that will be next month. And that brings us to the end of our show. It's been great. Th- big thank you to Andrew for coming on the show from the Level Up Network, Mister McSpicy. Where what will you, what will you be up to, and where can people find you? City Skylines, Overwatch. I'm gonna do Heroes of the Storm because they came out with their two. Yeah, you better patch. get your twenty four heroes quick. I already got them. Oh, good. I got all the tanks because I had everybody else. Yeah, that's how I did. I just did what carrot what would give me more. But yeah. you still have enough gems to like buy two or three more characters. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, some okay. characters are two fifty, some are seventy. You know, it just oh, depends on which okay. one. Yeah. Uh, and you get the. Have you gotten the Genji skin? I already got it from the last time. They're just redoing the Oni Genji skin. Yeah, aren't they doing something with Diva too? I didn't uh, see it. Uh, yeah, that. maybe not. So I'm uh, I'm at Mr. McSpicy on Twitter, and I'll, I'm just gonna. Hopefully, I can get a lot of game playing in. That's the goal. 
All right. Yeah, and you can find me on beam.pro forward slash X1 Bros. And you guys as well throughout the week. Go go check out mm-hmm. go check out the streams. It's a good time. Yeah. Hang Jordan, out. how about you? What will you be up to and where can people find you? I'm gonna just kinda play it by ear this week. I don't really know what I want. I don't have any goals, you know? Yeah. So I'm gonna, You're goalless. I'm gonna Yeah, I'm gonna that's, jump that's into that's rare f- for you. Yeah, I'm gonna jump into a few different games and just see how it goes, just see where it takes me. Excellent. Uh why don't we do a Madden match? Why don't we see yeah, a could. Madden match? Let's just see where it takes us. Okay. You know? <laughs> wow. It's a whole new Jordan. Yeah. This <laughs> is a free yeah. Free living, wheeling Jordan. Yeah. I am X One Bros everywhere. I will be playing. I I don't know what I'll be playing. I'm in the same boat as Jordan. Right, yeah. Yeah. No goals, guys. Yeah. I don't know. No goals this week. I want to jump into a lot of. I want to jump into Witcher because I've been watching Big Spicy play Witcher. Oh uh, yeah, I played that too. Yeah, that game's fantastic. But it's just such a big game. Well, but what what a good big game. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Big thank you to everybody for joining us. Next week. It's our Patreon drawing. It's the first podcast of the month. If you haven't, please go support the show. X1bros.com forward slash support or Patreon. Even if it's just a dollar a month, there is enough people. You can help us do this full time. It's what we want to do. We want to spread the word of positive gaming. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great week. <laughs>